Welcome to the Channel Tennessee Podcast. What's going on, Austin? What's going on, man? What is going on, my friend? All good. All, All good. good things. All good in the hood, man. All good in the hood. I'm uh I'm Rainy, by the way, if you don't already know. Uh it's been a lot uh it's been a lot happened in the past twenty four hours and we're gonna we're here. Me and Austin are both here to talk about it because that's what we do. We bring you the good stuff. Mm-hmm. Bring you the good stuff. Yeah. But, you know, we're going to start the show out uh, with a new segment. A new segment that I like to call Rainy's Rant. Because I have to rant about something that happened today. We will, of course, get into the recruiting, the recruiting that has happened. And uh, everyone's thoughts and your thoughts on that from Twitter. And we're going to get into, uh, of course, uh, the basketball game. Tennessee spanked that, that ass in the second half. Sure. It was very, very gorgeous. But uh, but first off, gotta, we got to get into, uh, we gotta get into uh, Florida State, okay? Um, you, all, you all know we got uh, Malachi Wideman today, right? Yes. Malachi Wideman. Four-star receiver, basketball player. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Star. Okay, so you've seen the article. From his name's Kelvin Hunt. Kelvin Hunt. A, I guess I don't know what you call him. A, a, a writer on chopchopchat.com or whatever it's called uh, that wrote the article about Tennessee. If you haven't heard it, I'm gonna read it. But first, before I read that, I've got some more ranting that I have to do. That I've, you know, I'm pretty good at ranting. You follow me on Twitter. I'm I'm, I'm a pretty good ranter. I, I rant pretty well. And uh, both my rants today have to do with Florida State. I've never had a beef with Florida State ever in my life. I've mm-hmm. ever had a beef with really, you know, Florida State. Because, you know, I wasn't really around in the 98 National Title game. I was around, but I was a little kid. So I don't really have beef with them. We haven't had beef with them in a long time. But today, mm-hmm. and I want to get your uh, instant reaction on this, Austin. <laughs> today, I randomly came across a Florida State fan. And this was right after the uh, Malachi Wadman news broke that he flipped from Florida State to Tennessee. So this guy was wearing a Florida State hat. And I walk up to him. I was like, hey, man, what you, what you think about National Saturday? I was going to poke a little fun at him. But uh, then he goes on to say, yeah, man, he looks, at my, he looks at my hoodie and says, oh, you must be a Tennessee fan. First off, and I was like, yeah, well, of course, I'm wearing Tennessee gear. Who would wear Tennessee gear if they're not a Tennessee fan? Nobody. Um, but he says that, he says, uh, yeah, man, I heard uh, that kid flip y'all. He's like, man, it, it, he's like, he goes on to explain, he's like, man, this is rough, man. He's like, people just don't understand. Like, Florida State's down, man. You just don't understand. He told, he told a Tennessee fan that they just don't understand. <laughs> I just don't understand what it's like to be down. <laughs> I mean, where have you been? Do you just wake up from like have you have you not watched anything but ACC football and and somehow blinked out any kind of news you could see? Like, there's no possible way you could realize like how down this last decade has been. Yeah, I didn't even. It was one of those things where you can't even respond. You just. You just sit there and just okay. I I I didn't respond. I was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure, man. Well, good luck to you in the future, because apparently, <laughs> apparently you're, you're suffering like crazy right now. 
You're just you're just pure suffering. I mean, good lord, you won a national title in 2013. You've had a couple bad years, but God, cry me a damn river, buddy. That was seven cry years ago, man. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you would like to wait seven years on a national title? No, we only waited 21. Yeah, jeez, you know, I, I did not know what to say. I was speechless. I I literally was speechless. You don't you don't understand, buddy. You just don't understand. I wanted to smack that dude across the face, rip his hat off, and just smack him even harder across the face again, and then take my Tennessee hoodie off and choke him with it. I just, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. That's my first rant. My first rant. I'm already getting a little fired up. I'm already getting a little fired up because there's a there's there's another, uh, another Florida State beef I have here. A writer named Kelvin Hunt. Kelvin Hunt. Don't even know who the hell you are. It doesn't really matter. But this isn't the only beat writer or writer for Florida State that has just been complete whiny, bitchy, moaning people. You sound like a little bunch of bitches, okay? You sound a bunch of bitches. Austin, you've read this article, right? The one that I'm about to talk about? I've read segments of it, yes. You, you've but... read segments of it. All right, so I'm about to read you the majority of it. Okay, it starts off like this. FSU football signed 17 of its 18 commits during the early signing period in December. Four-star wide receiver Malachi Weidman was the lone exception, and now we know why. He goes on to say something about two-star athlete, which I don't understand because he's not two-star in anything. He says, no, I think he said like two sports, I guess. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't even think he's a two-star in basketball. But anyway, the two-star athlete stayed committed to the Knowles while choosing to visit the likes of Washington State, Oregon, Ole Miss, and Tennessee. There was some hope he might stick with the Knowles as he and his family kept things close to the vest. I guess his family wears vests. I don't know. Ultimately, he chose to sign with Tennessee where, here we go, both football and basketball programs are fairly terrible. We're terrible in both, man. Did he call us a dumpster fire? I, 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 I don't know. I will get to that part. We will yeah, find he, out. He we had will, two articles, I think. We will, uh, and one of them he calls dumpster fire. Oh, I, Well, your articles I, are... I, <laughs> and first of all, basketball, we have one down here, and we have three or two five-stars and one four-star coming in. How in the world is this a dumpster fire? Like, Not only that, but exactly the basketball program. He's like basically saying, why would Weidman want to come play for Tennessee in that dumpster program? Buddy, we have a top five recruiting class coming in, which he would be a part of that recruiting class, you dumb, dumb moron. Like, you're so stupid. And I don't know if you've noticed, buddy, but our football program is on the uptick, and you guys are an unknown right now. You just hired a new coach. You just fired your coach in October, right? Exactly. So why would you even get upset about a kid changing his mind? That's so weird. It never happens in recruiting. Yeah. Never happens in recruiting. Okay. Ultimately, he chose Tennessee. <clears throat> Ultimately, he, he chose to sign with Tennessee, where both football and basketball programs are fairly terrible. The reasoning doesn't make much sense other than he figured he would get more playing time at Tennessee in terms of basketball, question mark. <laughs> yeah, because all of our wide receivers are staying, you know, all the good ones. They're, they're staying, you know, all of our senior wide receivers that have just graduated and moving on. Like, I don't know, Marquez Calloway and uh, what's, the, what's the other guy, number 15? What's his name? Uh, that's Juwan Jennings. Oh, yes. Ding, ding, ding. You're yeah. correct, my friend. Yeah. What an idiot. He has no idea what he's talking about. No clue. He was only rated a three-star basketball recruit, which doesn't make much sense of what he says, two-star athlete up top. 
So you're contradicting that with that, which I don't understand, which makes you more, just makes you even more stupid. You just sound dumb. Three-star basketball recruit and was mostly known for his incredible in-game dunks. Whether or not he could be an impact impact player at Florida State remains to be seen. Of course, it's remained to be seen because he's committed to Tennessee. You moron. Malachi Weidman is a player ranked 116 in the nation. Actually, he's ranked 56 in the nation. A four-star player you don't want to lose. However, if you're going to lose a player, wide receiver is a position. Most young players are not going to be impact players at it for a while. Holy crap. Another stupid statement. Because if you're a wide receiver, you're not going to be a good one for a while. No. Especially if you're a freshman. My goodness. That is one position where you mostly have to see development there. There, I mean, it happens occasionally. A freshman receiver is amazing, but it's not that common. It's just, yeah. Here he goes. The bust rate is extremely high. <laughs> why? The bust rate. What You want to know why, Austin? My dear, yeah. my dear friend, you want to know why the bust rate is extremely high? Because he's not oh. playing for Florida State. Oh, that's right. That's right. God, that's right. It's right. so incredibly high, man. Maybe you're high, bro. For if you don't, article. if you don't go play for the Seminoles and Mike Norvell, man, you're you're gonna you're gonna fall apart, man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, all those players going to Georgia, Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, LSU—they're all idiots. The bus rate. I mean, besides Florida State, I mean Florida State, the bus rate is like slim to none. But everywhere else, dude, you might as well just just leave the country because you're you're gonna fail miserably. More because, I mean, obviously, Florida State for the last, you know, a few years have been the height of, like, football. You know, exactly. clearly, they're playing the gold standard of, of ball out there, you know. I've seen their offensive line. It's <laughs> it's outstanding. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've seen the best uh, offensive okay. line in the okay. world. Like, they couldn't block for half a minute. <laughs> or, uh, I forget the question. It doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. But I've, I've, I've got to this part, this next part is the best part of the whole article. This, which makes absolutely zero sense. Get this. Well, I'm going to restart the, the bus rate. The bus rate is extremely high. And the fact that Weidman was going to attempt to play two sports in college means the probability of him not becoming an impact player is even higher. Wait, so what? if you play two sports, the probability of you impacting one of those is less than... If you play only one, I guess that's his uh, is that thinking. That correct logic? Does he? I mean, that that's such an assumed thing. I mean, <laughs> I mean, good God, you're you're. This is just so lazy. He backs up nothing he says. Literally, he has nothing. He just wants to say outlandish things and get, and get clicks. They know Tennessee fans are going to get angry. Oh, he knows. So, he knows. Yeah, but I don't even. One fact that you don't even know this guy is it doesn't even matter. And the other fact is, it's not, it doesn't, he contradicts himself throughout the whole article. It's not even. Is this like uh, one of uh, Van Wolken's 12 disciples? Uh, yes, yes. <laughs> I, I imagine he's like running a school of, of writers to get pissed, get Tennessee fans pissy. Good gosh. Yes, exactly. He's like, him and Dan Wolken are probably sharing a cup of tea right now. Yeah, in their little little hut of of Tennessee uh, hate school. Gosh, 
But that's 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 my rant to start the show. That is my rant. I never hated on Florida State fans, but today, I mean, literally. Yeah, been crying like I've never heard you before. Did you like that backdrop? Because I loved it. Of the baby crying. God, it's beautiful. Soundboards are a beautiful thing, you know? They're a beautiful thing. They're a beautiful thing. Especially when you're describing two crybabies who both apparently don't know what the hell they're talking about. Today is a beautiful day, man. Today is a beautiful day. We've made so many fan bases mad in the last 24 hours. And it's glorious. It's so glorious. It's so glorious to not be terrible, unlike the moron I talked to that, you know, I just don't understand what it's like. I just don't understand. Here's here's my theory. Do Florida State fans literally not watch any SEC football? Because that would be my, like, thinking with both the writer and that guy you met. I have no idea. One of them thinks Tennessee's dumpster fire. The other thinks Tennessee's apparently been like the Alabama of late. <laughs> I just yeah exactly. You just don't know what it's like, man. You just don't know what it's like here, here in the state of Florida, where he won a national title in 2013. I mean, have you noticed Tennessee not playing any national titles? Because because I noticed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I I don't. It's weird to have to defend like you're not a dumpster fire, and then also defend you haven't been that great. Yes. It just it makes sense. I mean, if you. It, if you really want to get into it, it makes perfect sense, you know, from two people yeah. that don't make any sense, whatever. But whatever. That's my rant, dude. That, that's my rant. That's my rant. I think they're just pissed off because, one, for one, we stole a while back Morgan Joseph from them. And then bang today, National Signing Day, Malachi Weidman, who is supposedly a monster at wide receiver. I watched his highlights. You know what he reminds me of? I don't know if this is – if anyone else is going to agree with this, but this is kind of what I saw. I saw a Justin Hunter type frame and like a Deshaun Jackson type quickness. That's what it I kind of reminds on, on, on a lower level, he'll get there eventually, but yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Like his frame is just linky. It's long. It's he goes up and gets the ball, but he's quick as crap. Like he's from side to side. He's just shifty, man. Shifty, man. I'd, I'd, I, I'd I be mad can't. too. Man, Harrison Bailey is going to have some fine, fine targets to throw to. Oh, man. In the coming years. Harrison Bailey is going to be. Yep. Love my favorite party in that Mordecai, uh, Mordecai guy, though. Um, uh, what was that his name? It was. Uh, what now? Say that again. What was the guy's name? Mordecai? Was it Mordecai? What? Wait, who? The receiver? Ma- Ma- you talking about Malachi? Malachi. Malachi. I, 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 I thought I got mixed up with Mordecai. Oh, yeah, so. no, no. Um, Anyway, uh, the funniest thing to me is that Chris Winkie was the lead recruiter for him. And, exactly. <laughs> and a former Florida State Heisman Trophy quarterback steals a player away from Florida that's, State. That's glorious. I mean, that's the, it's beautiful. the irony in that, you know. It's such a great day, man. A, I mean, we might not get uh, Zach Evans, but but today's still a great day. It doesn't matter, dude. Yeah. I mean, I would love to have Zach Evans, of course. Yes, yes. Would I? Yes, of course. But you finished – you start the season two and four and you finish like you did and you bring in a top 10 recruiting class, dude, what the hell is going on? Well, it's a top 10 to everybody except, except for people in Bristol. <laughs> yes. We are the 19th ranked recruiting class on ESPN's. Ranking. How the hell is that even possible? 
because they hate us. I'm not, it's not a, it's not a paranoid thought in my mind. It's a real thing. I think they dislike us. I, I, no, I, I, I don't understand their recruiting rankings at all. I think it was something, I think. But most definitely they hate us. It had to be, did it, was it, did they start hating us? I, I guess, was it 97 when, when, D, uh, when we lost the, Charles Woodson won the Heisman and like Chris, Chris Fowler led the charge. I just, I'm trying to find out why they still hate us. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know. They I seem I seem like they've always hated us, no matter how down we are. Um but according to the Florida State fan, we, just, we don't understand because we were never down. But my gun is like you know why this frustrates me so much to like you know, the older crowd that might not get online and might just watch the SEC network, they hear Tennessee has nineteenth best class best class, you know? It it like it that's not the case. We have a we have a top ten class, but but all these people who aren't as connected aren't as like you know they're a little old they're in the older crowd that aren't aren't going to research online yeah they think they think we're we're not that great think Pruitt's not doing that good of a job recruiting when really when in reality he just had one of the best classes we could have ever imagined especially after the start we had yeah I, I mean and, here here's what gets me here, here's here's what really gets me not not the people that um you know, you, you pay, we all, we all pay attention to star rankings. Of course we do. We, it's, we all pay attention to it. But it's the size of the players that we're getting that I really pay attention to. Like the kid from, the, the kids from Memphis, the linebackers, 230, 235, 215. Those are huge kids, man. Those are, they're in high school still. They're big yeah, exactly. bodies. We haven't had that in forever. They're huge. Oh. Offensive linemen, high school players, right here. I'm going down. I'm going down the list. Just, just the weight of the offensive linemen, not, not even the star rankings. Six three, three hundred pounds. Let me go to the next one. Let's see. Uh, six four, three thirty. Uh, offensive linemen. Let me go to another one. Oh, geez, those defensive linemen, dude, they're just as big. Like, they're huge. 6'3", 320. Like, they're they're massive. We haven't seen that in forever. Let, let they're me, big. Let me take – what did Pruitt say in his opening press drawings when he, when he accepted the job at Tennessee? He, he said, we're going to get bigger. Yeah, you got to get bigger. We're getting bigger. A lot bigger, guys. We're going to look like an SEC defense every year. We, we were this year, and we're going to do it every year. And it's going to get better and better and better. And I am so freaking excited to see it. Do you want to know who our uh, who our smallest offensive lineman is? Oh, is he under? Is he under three bills? Yes, but but you want to know who it is? Who? Cooper Mays. Cooper Mays. He's our smallest one. <laughs> He's our smallest offensive lineman in this class. Besides How much the long snapper, who's an offensive lineman considered offensive. He's labeled offensive lineman because he will be. He's a specialist, but he's a yeah. yeah he's two hundred pounds, but that's a long snapper. Yeah. Besides a long snapper, who was two hundred, who was two hundred pounds right now. We are saying goodbye to the best long snapper in Cincy history. Yes. And all in Riley Love and Good. Yes, Love and Good was was a beast. I'll never forget that play where the punter. Uh, I got punted it, and he ran down and caught it, and downed it like inside the five or something like that. Has he ever had a, a um a, a snap that went over the punter's head? I don't believe so. Not that I can recall. Yeah. So I mean, he he was here for four years. That's that's pretty good. Yeah. 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 
I remember when people lost their shit because we signed a two-star offensive lineman. They're like, oh my god, what the hell's going on? He's a specialist, morons. Yeah. Oh, he's he's a special, he's a long snapper. He's not an actual offensive lineman. He's in there for one play. Yeah, exactly. He's in there for one play. But dude, one play. I uh, how I propose this uh, this question on Twitter. How would you describe Jeremy Pruitt's overall recruiting class and finish to this recruiting cycle? How would you describe it? Because a lot of people were bitching early on. Well, we're not good to players. We're not good to players. How would you describe I would, it? Outstanding. Outstanding. I mean, 110%. I mean, yes, there were a few guys I wanted to get and we didn't get, but that happened that to anyone. We got a lot of guys I didn't even know we were on the radar for, like um, Morvin Joseph. I, I'm i not the biggest recruiting guy in the world, no. but it was a great class. I, I don't pay attention to recruiting until it's signing days over with, and I can see who we all have. We got we to <laughs> be better in the future, then. We, oh, 100%. But yeah. coming off – he would this wouldn't have happened if that season did not turn around the way it did. No, would not no, have God no. And I got I'll be honest though, it was wasn't a bad start though. Like it was unfortunate. A lot of guys uh stopped paying attention to us when we started 0-2. That's what I've I've heard. And uh it's he had to change a lot of people's thinking when I guess could have been a top five class, I think, if we if we went nine and three this yeah. year. I mean, I mean it still Easy. could be if you know we get what's his face. Still could be a top five class. Still could be a top five class. Ah, top five. I don't know. That's a big jump. Dude, he's number one running back in the country. We're number eight right now. Yeah, sure. That guy would probably bump us up three spots. So, (laughs) top five. That's what I would think. You say four? Oh, maybe. Who knows? Never mind. I know Georgia got the number one class and number one class. It won't finish number one. Yeah, they won't like gosh. I mean they're like that uh that kid on the playground who has I mean, I don't know this kid, but I'm I, an example. This is an example I made up in my head. Okay. She, he's a kid on the playground, he has all these great toys. And they're like, Man, your mom and dad must love you. No idea how they work. <laughs> <laughs> and they might end up going to another kid who'll use them better, like Justin uh Fields. Yeah. <laughs> Man, that's a really cool toy. Mind if I borrow that? Oh, look at you in the playoff. <laughs> Can I play with your toy, please? So, yeah, they uh, – oh. I don't – what was the number that they're recruiting? Their uh, budget or whatever they have, like resources, like $113 million for recruiting? Yeah. Really? Did you not see that story? Georgia has no, like $113 million just for recruiting. Oh, like, what the oh, hell? They have, they have the most. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah, but I wouldn't mind if we did that. Well, I know. But I'm just saying just that for recruiting alone. Not the athletic department. Just yeah. recruiting. They really want Kirby to work out. Yeah, they really want I really don't think title. he's going to work out. I think people are going to start to get – They last season, they started to get pissed. They, they, they hired this offseason – there are six former OCs on the offensive staff. I think that's what I heard. New new guys they hired. 
And to me, that what that shows me is how desperate they are to, to just, like, figure something out. Because they, they don't know what they're going to do on offense. Yeah. yeah, they don't. I just, I... <sighs> if you can't win with Jake Fromm back there and the talent you had surrounding you, I get you're just reaching for an offensive coordinator, but losing your offensive coordinator to Tennessee is just another sweet ass victory. It seems like, because we've discussed this before. It really killed him. Killed him. Yeah. Oh, oh, it's, it, it, it did. Killed. Their offense wasn't half of what it killed was. Him. It was. And they were all making fun. That is Tennessee when they got him. Oh, he's too conservative. Bitch, we didn't Bitch, want him your, anyway. Your damn offense was the most conservative-looking shit I've ever seen in my life. That is what Georgia fans will say every time they miss out <laughs> of anything. They'll say, oh, we didn't want him anyway. Mm. Oh, he was overrated. Oh, he's not good. I mean, we might say it sometimes, too, but still. Dude, okay, here's one more thing. One more thing. One more thing, and we'll move on to uh, – I just talked about Tennessee and Alabama because that's – good God, it's sweet as hell how that game turned out. But – Oh, I got one more thing too. If you want to okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'll finish. I'll finish my statement. You can go on with yours. Okay. So, another Florida State. Florida State all over these message boards. I just did a little creeping, just to just because I was pissed off, and I wanted to rant some more. We we didn't want them. Was an excuse. We didn't. We didn't. We don't need them. We don't need them. Oh, you don't. You don't need the fifty-sixth best player in the country. Okay. You don't need them. Okay. I, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll take him. Come here. Come we here, were just trying to be nice you, offer him scholarship. Give you a big hug. My name's Jeremy Pruitt. Welcome. Uh, and then there was. Oh, man. I, saw, I saw your high school ball. You look really And then there was. Uh, and then there was another one. We we pulled his scholarship, I heard. Oh, my Shut God. Shut the hell up. Are you kidding me? We pulled his scholarship for what? Really? No one else did. That's weird. Just you guys? Damn. He must he must not have been smart enough to get in there. You know, Tennessee, you know, they, they don't teach anything yeah, real there. I, I heard you just need a high school diploma and a GED or something to get in that school because apparently they let anyone in and everyone else in the country, you dumb mother. <laughs> I think that's what Florida State is actually known for is letting so many people in. <laughs> yeah, everyone in. <laughs> everyone. Yeah. What in, man? Well, okay. So, what was your, what was your statement or point or whatever you had to say before we move on to basketball? Did you see, did you see D D Beckwith uh, the uh, commitment uh, video? Oh, dude, yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I. Yeah. You know what? That has been happening to us for so many years, and it just don't understand. It's been happening to so to, for so many years, and finally, we're on the other end of that, and it felt glorious. I oh, it did. Oh, it did. Oh, I'm just imagining. I just wanted to see all the Florida fans lose their phones, lose their TVs, watching him pick up that. Yes, oh, he did it again. And then they then they got a stab. Yeah, and then the, and then the down. kid stands up in his invisible phone booth. And turns into Superman and rips his jacket off and says, I'm coming to Tennessee, baby. And Go to hell, Florida. Go to hell. And they just get crushed. 
all of those douchey. Go to hell. <laughs> Lord of fans. Oh. oh, God, go to hell. Go to hell. I mean, I hate, see, it's always different. Like, I hate every fan base that's not Tennessee, pretty much. But uh, Florida, there's a bit of more arrogance that comes to Florida. And they don't feel like Southern, you know, kind of, you know, respectful kind of people, yeah. you know? They're, they're much more, uh, you know, just, they're, they're kind of reminds me of people from California mixed with, uh, mixed with Southern. You know, it's weird. You know how, you know how, um, it's just satisfying to make oh, yeah. people hurt. <laughs> you know how, <laughs> you know how, you know how the last... pain in your heart, you know, it's a little, you know, a little emotional. Like, I, I know that feeling so well, and I'm so, I love it when I, it's delivered yes. to a Florida fan. Delivered to yeah. just that stinky ass state of trash people speaking of i was in class today no go ahead sorry i was in class today with a guy in a florida hoodie asking him big old smile said how about that d-back <laughs> <instrument?"> <laughs> how'd that one go <laughs> when that happened today very oh, very, very satisfactory but okay we're going off a little rabbit trail here because we mentioned florida i gotta say one thing before we move on to basketball uh, we're gonna get to basketball i promise but the last two stories that I've read on our podcast have both been from what Kansas? Is it Kansas? Yeah, Kansas. About the crazy. Well, I think one was from Iowa, but you no, know it was the Iowa judge that came to Kansas. I don't know, but it, they they had they had ties to Kansas. So, anyway, the last two have been Kansas. They don't have yeah, the judges. The last two crazy stories I've been about Kansas and we always say it's usually about Florida but now I got a, I got a good one about Florida and it only take a couple minutes there was a there was a guy in Florida uh, transporting drugs in his car I read this earlier on the internet transporting drugs in his car and the police pulled him over and he had a massive bag in the back of his car what do you think the bag was labeled like on the outside of the bag what do you think it was labeled just take a wild guess. Just take um, a wild guess. Drugs. Yes. That's it. Yes. Oh, such it a says, smart man. It says drug bag. Bag of drugs <laughs> on the label. Not like a not like with a marker. Like a professionally typed out label that is imprinted on the bag. It says bag of drugs. I, I didn't think you'd see it. I didn't think you'd see it. Well, let's see. Like, like I, I could, I could just see him going to a special website and you know picking out the font. You know I mean? <laughs> like this won't be a bad idea at all. <laughs> this won't come back to ever bite me. God, I love. He probably spent like forty bucks in that. Dude, bag, let's man. make this look pretty. Let's let's put this shit in Comic Sans font. Comic Sans <laughs> is the best. What should we put on the bag? Drug bag. Hell yeah! Now put it in the car and let's go. Drug bag. <laughs> Good God! No, no, it's not mine. It has his name, like his signature, embroidered on the on the bottom. He's got, he's got like everything on the bag. It's like his name, his social security number. So when the cops pull him over, they just don't even have to ask or do anything. That's right there for him. Here you go. Every little bag of drugs has a has one of his calling cards <laughs> in him, or <laughs> his business cards. <laughs> call call it found. <laughs> yeah. Call this number of found. Yeah. Okay. Good gosh, man. All right. <laughs> okay. Let's move on to the other uh, shit state. 
Alabama, where Tennessee whooped that ass in the second half. In the yes, second sir. half. Oh, my God. I turned the game off again. He gave I up. I turned on the game off. I, I turned it he off. Gave up. I told you. I, I warned. I told you, man. I, I felt I was feeling okay. We were fighting. They were. They. They seem. They seem phased uh, by us. You gave up, man. I, I no. Gave no, up the fight. There's a difference between giving up and not wanting to get pissed off on a beautiful, great day. That's true. I've had once again. Gave up on, <laughs> gave up on Rick Barnes and the boys. Late, lately, I, before I've been falling asleep, I've been listening to these like these like meditation like motivational videos where I fall asleep. So maybe when I wake up, I'll be in a great mood. And guess what? I have been. I have been, Austin. And so I didn't want to get mad. I want to get angry. I watched the first half, almost to the end of the first half. And it started to make me angry. It started to just, you know, something inside of me just boiled over. I was like, you know what? I'm going to watch Netflix. (laughs) So I turned it over to Netflix. And then you text me. You're like, Gabe's tied. (laughs) I was like, Uh okay. Okay. So I turned it back on. And then immediately when I turned it back on, Alabama drained a three in my face. And I was like, all right, turning it back off. <laughs> turned it back off again. It's not like we have to talk about this game on a podcast. <laughs> it's just, it's, it goes back to that stupid Florida State thing. You just don't understand. That's why I turned it off because I do understand the misery. I understand it. Mm-hmm. You just you get so oh, yeah. sick of it. And finally, over the past year, it's gotten so much better. So uh-huh. much better. And right now, I'm on a recency bias high, and I freaking love it. Things are so good. Well, let's talk about the game. All right. I was obviously very discouraged <laughs> early. There, Alabama was doing that thing or that most teams <laughs> do against us for some sick reason. Drain every shot you can just throw. Is that unreal? I mean, no, it's not unreal because it's real because it happens. It's mm-hmm. it's the most baffling thing ever. Everyone turns into yeah. Steph Curry, Reggie Miller, Ray Allen, Ray Allen. As soon as they James Harden, anyone that can jack up threes, that team turns into the Monsters, and freaking. Mm-hmm. Just drains everything, and it's unreal to watch. You're just like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> this has happened to you too. When they throw those shots up that look crazy, don't you immediately think, yeah, that's gonna be just nothing but yes. I go I go outside and shoot basketballs, and I'm like, uh, I mean, like I, this ain't that easy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell? Like, how do you just? There's like, there's like a guy like, falling out of bounds and he's trying to save the ball and he just throws it in bounds on accident and he drains a three and you're like, yep, yeah, well, it's, whatever, it's fine. It's fine. But let's talk about that ass whooping. Yeah, well, I'm on a positive high today. So let's just leave all that negativity. We'll, we'll critique the game, but we're not going to get negative here because I'm on a great positive winning high. So let's keep the winning going. Go for it, Austin. Okay. John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson is one of the most underrated players out there, even though we, we brag on him constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
he he stepped up and delivered. Um, so, so did Jordan Bowden. It, I, 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 we're not a team that can come back no. like this usually. Like among all the teams in the country that have a hard time coming back, we're like number one in that category. Yeah. But and, and we and we did get fortunate. I mean, be honest. I've never seen Tennessee get that good of a road whistle in my life. Never. I agree. I, mean, I agree. Alabama but I don't care. Everything. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it wasn't like we beat Kentucky or someone, but it was a it was a good win, and this saves the season in a way. Like, if we lose that game, what are we thinking? You know, there, there's no shot at the tournament. We're saying we're NIT worthy as iffy. Yeah. You know? it, 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 but this saves the season. Keeps your keeps your season on life support instead of pulling the plug. This was like the Mississippi State game in football. You know, it turned it around just before it, it went to the place where it yeah. couldn't get worse. Yeah. But do you and see? Now, but do you see the reward, season turning around like that? Like, do you actually see it like that, or no? Or is, yeah, me neither. <laughs> but just some somebody on Twitter. But I mean, it, it it leaves the door open. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it does. You can either you can either keep just the way they like you said the way they fought. It was it felt different the way they fought for every ball. Like when, what? Who was it? Who was it? Uh. Was it uh, – golly, who was it? Was it Gaines? Yeah, it was Gaines. Devontae Gaines on that one play he when he off. slid across. Like, he started like a slip and slide. He, like, started sliding at half court for the loose ball, and it knocked the Alabama player over, and it was called a foul on us. You, you remember that? Okay, yeah. yeah. That's, that's the effort that I'm talking about, even though it was a foul. Devontae Gaines needs to be on the court more. That guy gives us so much fight. He gives he, – he, you know, he plays hard on defense – he, he he grew up in the projects in Buffalo, and like he, he grew up in a really rough part of town. He was he actually got shot. What one time. Uh, was it fifty cent? Yeah. Who is it? I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I think his I think he yeah he was in a shooting. His friend died, and he he just got yeah. shot. But like I'm I'm comparing that. I'm like he grew up kind of rough. You know he he had a hard time growing up, and I think that kind of put more of an intensity into him. You know he has a little more fight than most guys. Yeah. And I, I just want to see him on the court more. Yeah, he was because like he gave us so he, the whole game. He was just giving a hundred percent on defense the whole time. He didn't score a point, and, but but on defense, he just was amazing defending the wing. Yeah, I mean he got he got one rebound, uh, zero assists, zero <laughs> points. But like you said, he just he's mm-hmm. like uh, Darrell Middleton of the football team. He doesn't get flashy stats, doesn't do anything crazy, but he makes stuff difficult. He makes uh-huh. it difficult for the other team on defense, and that's what Devontae Gaines did. He made life difficult for Alabama. And you know what we've been saying a lot this year? Like, the team looks soft. They look like they yeah. don't care. They look like they're lazy. That guy showed everything with, like, fight and intensity and a once win, and that's what we need more of. And once you get one guy doing that, it, the whole team starts Yeah, and to you fall. saw that. You, uh-huh. That's why he won the game. Yeah. You know, if he didn't, uh, if he didn't get stops on those possessions, we weren't winning that game. It took, it took literally, it it, it took Devontae Gaines to spark life into our team. Out of all those players mm-hmm. that we had, besides besides uh-huh. Fulkerson, which is always a spark plug, that dude never stops. Um. It took Devontae Gaines to come in and say, you know what, screw this. If no one else is going to take the lead, I will. 
Here I go. Here I go. I'm not going to score any points. I'm not going to get any assist. No points, no assist. But guess what? Watch this. I'm going I'm to make everyone play better than he did without doing anything. He had one, one rebound mm-hmm. in 15 minutes. And that's how you win games when you're out talented. Yep. Like, like when the other team has more talent, you, you have to work harder yeah. than them. You, you have to get more, more, more points in the paint. You have to get is it more, more. Is it, is it more talent or more speed? I'm thinking it's starting to be more speed than it is talent. Because we've got some talent on our team. But this, the speed of the other teams, they just gash us because we're, we're just slow. Like, you, you, under, you mm-hmm. realize how fast Jordan Bone was? Now that he's not there, I mean, <laughs> let's be honest. We had uh, against Mississippi State, I think, yeah, and last night we had three white guys in the starting lineup. That's so, racist. Yeah, white just, people I'm, don't I'm, play yeah. basketball. Well, we we play basketball. We're just not the fastest guys in the court <laughs> <laughs> when we do. Yeah, we're never making it with our speed. I mean. I mean, maybe Christian McCaffrey. I, 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 I am, I am so Brandon glad Mantel. that next year. I don't care what anybody says. Viscovi starting at point guard. Last night he was mm-hmm. he. Last night he was close to having a triple double. He was two 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 points away. He he had eight points. He was two points away. He had five assists and eight rebounds. So two rebounds away, two points away, and five rebounds away from a triple double. In college basketball, which is very hard to do, very, very absolutely. Hard. He, uh, he's my favorite player right now. I, I love he has eyes in the back of his head. He can make any pass. That guy sees the game so far ahead of himself. Uh, he he has such a high ceiling. I, I'm so excited to see what he'll do in the next few years. And it, once we give him the weapons of Jaden Springer, Keon Keon Johnson, or yeah, Keon Johnson, and uh, all all yeah. the other guys. Folky will still be there, man. The, the next year and the years to come are going to be so It's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. Yeah. And for all the people, I don't know, I'm not bashing anyone for being pissed at Rick Barnes. You have all the right in the world to be pissed at Rick Barnes. But yesterday, Rick Barnes was the reason we won that game. Rick yeah. Barnes adjusted in the second half, and it gave Alabama fits. He got his players in the passing lanes of Alabama, and you saw it. Dude, they started turning it over like crazy. They looked like us. They looked like we did in the second half like we did in the first. I mean, it was just turnover city for them. It was just goodness. And that's 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 the second half coaching adjustment. That's all coaching right there. So There's nobody – I mean, there are times when he doesn't adjust. Oh, yeah. It's frustrating, but, yeah, but there, there he did. And, I mean, the guy has 40 years of head coaching yeah. experience, you know? Like, he, he can pull out a book he has from, like, or notes he has from a game in 74 yeah. or something. Or 78. Okay, I think, was, I think he started coaching in 77, maybe. Yeah, know. yeah, it was, yeah, 70. Yes, it was 77, I believe, yeah. 19. Yeah. When you have all that experience, you, you were prepared for almost yeah. anything. Yeah. Except um, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> well, that guy's just <laughs> cheats. That guy's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Um, and what's your award for winning that game over Alabama? Oh well, John Calipari and the Kentucky Wildcats are coming in yeah. Saturday. And honestly, 
this is maybe a perfect time. We get hopefully we get Triple J back. We we can pull off an upset. I truly believe that. I mean, Cal Perry's not beating Barnes in CBA one. Yeah, time. I, I think it's over over four, yeah. over five. Yeah, and and uh, uh, you speaking of you said Triple J. Yeah, with the absence of him, you saw a difference. But then again, Devontae Gaines stepped up with that defensive presence uh-huh. because you we've said it time and time again on this podcast. Triple J, Josiah James, is really good at defense. Really good at defense. Like, really good. And Devontae Gaines said, all right, next man up, watch me go. And he did. Watch me go. Yeah. I got one more note on the game. Um, Rick Barnes said after the uh, Mississippi State game, I think he was mad at Folky because he looked like he didn't give 100% or wasn't stepping up against Mississippi State. Well, Folky goes and responds and hits his career high with 22 points. That's just uh, – you got you love stuff like that. Yeah, I do. I wish – I don't – I'm not a huge fan of, like, watching post-game pressers, but does Barnes – I should start watching more post-game pressers, but I just feel like it's all coach talk every time and it just gets on my nerves. But does Barnes call players out like that much? Yeah, okay. Yes, I, yes. I feel, I, I, he called Jordan Bowden out after the Georgia game, I okay. think. So. That's good. Yeah. That's good. I, I can't stand the coaches. I, I think more coaches should call people out in front of the whole world because mm-hmm. you're either going to respond two ways. You're going to either quit or you're going to really want it. And if you like your head coach, you're going to really want it. And it's sounds- you know, like a lot of coaches like dread the press conferences. Like this isn't helping anyone. Yeah. It's just like, it's just a waste. But the smart coaches can use that to their advantage. Yeah. You know, use it as a tool to make your players yeah. play better. And that, and he's done it on several occasions and it works. Yeah. No, it really does. It, re- it really does. And I, that's one thing that I love about our coaching staffs right now. You have, you have Rick, you have Kelly, you have uh, Jeremy. True. You have those three coaches that speak their mind. And you, we haven't Mm -hmm. had coaches. We've had, we've had freaking Butch Jones. who just, he's a freaking robot. Just just paranoid robot. robot. You had Holly Warlick, who was the same damn way. Just, well, we played great. We just got to fix a couple things. Dude, shut up. No. No, you didn't play. You didn't play great. You played terrible. Your, your team looked terrible. You need to call out players. And now we have Jeremy Pruitt, who literally speaks his mind, doesn't give a damn what anybody thinks. And you have Deacon Barnes over here that does the same thing. And a women's basketball coach who does the same thing. She gets the most. Mm-hmm. She gets the most out of the Lady Balls, even though, you know, they've, they've been down for a couple of years. She's getting the most out of this team like you yeah. haven't seen in years. And that's because she speaks her mind. Like, And we have three head coaches like that. And and, mm-hmm. and the three biggest sports we have. Uh, I think Vitello is yeah, pretty no, open. Yeah, very open. Very open. Very open. Yeah, very open. I, I can't wait to watch that. I can't, I can't wait. I, I, I can't wait for baseball. I'm going to go to so many baseball games I, this year. I've never been a true Tennessee baseball fan. I mean, I've been a you – know, if I had to pick a pair of – college baseball team it obviously be Tennessee but I've never kept up with it 
every you know every game yeah. and stuff like that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start I've, doing that this year. I started to keep games. up with it a couple years back, and I I just I wish that they would put more Tennessee baseball games on SEC Network, which they don't. I wish they would, or you know, so I could we could just watch them all because like Tennessee doesn't have a major league baseball team or anything like that, so. Tennessee Vols are pretty much the only baseball team we have besides like the Nashville Sounds, which is a Triple A team. But I mean, most most Tennessee fans are Braves fans or Cubs fans. But yeah, yeah, which is the most dreadful time of year. I dread on Twitter. And I was like, go go Braves, and it's like, all right, go go Braves. In my third inning, like, man, we suck. This is the first time in baseball season you've known me, <laughs> yeah, dude. I just I've never been a Braves. <laughs> get ready for it, man. It's coming. Never been a Braves fan. You'll get the you'll you'll get the freaking mute button every game. Hear me bitch about yeah. uh, you get the mute button. Every freaking vault Twitter person was Phil Braves chat bomb. Sorry, buddy. I don't like it. I don't care for it. I'm, I usually, I usually don't like. Like I try to stop the things that annoy people, but I can't stop that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. So your final thoughts. Final thoughts on um. On the basketball game, here. I'll give you mine, and then you can kind of. Give your final thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm I'm actually going to use my final thoughts as a question to you. Did you notice the hesitation stop in the second half of that game? We've been hesitating all season long. Mm-hmm. And Devontae Gaines, old Devontae Gaines with zero points and zero assists, sparked life into that team, and they stopped hesitating just because of his play. <laughs> Just because I'm, I mean, there are other things, but yeah. Well, yeah, but you get what I'm saying. Like, they just, they didn't hesitate like they have been. I don't know if you, like, yeah. you, you know, like the games previous, they, no one wants to take the shot or no one wants to draw to the basket. But Devontae Gaines, I mm-hmm. feel like, just sparked some energy to start the second half. The whole team, not just Devontae Gaines, but Devontae Gaines was, you you just noticed it from him off the start, and it's just it felt like the team fed off that, and everyone just gained a little bit of confidence. Devontae Gaines made everyone gain. Oh my God, Arnie, funny pun, pun. Devontae Gaines made everyone gain confidence. That's the dumbest shit I've ever said in my life. But anyways, he did, and that's that's what I don't know. I felt like they didn't hesitate, and maybe. Now that they had one half of no hesitation, that it might lead over to other games. We shall see. I don't know. And that game was so big. I mean, I, I it was 2014 the last time we went down to Coleman Coliseum and got a win. I think someone told me we were 18:45 all time in that arena. It, it, it's just it, it's such a big thing to actually get a win 18, down there. You say 18:45. Yeah, overall, oh, like in that arena. Yeah, it's a hard place to play. I, I, I had zero faith going into that game because I know Alabama has guys that can run us. And, you know, this team of it, all all the teams we've ever had, this team can get run like no one else because they, they're not the most athletic guys in the world. They're kind of slow. So when, like, athletes really get going on them, athletic players, it's um, it can be it – can, it can get ugly, kind of like how Georgia did us down yeah. in Athens. It's just, it's one of those arenas that gets so loud because the yeah. ceiling's low 
which honestly I, I love. Like I kind of wish yeah. we had that. Cause yeah, we don't. you were talking about that. We don't have a arena. Ago about how you love our arena, but it's just it's almost too big to where the noise isn't as loud as other arenas. Yeah, it's less of a basketball arena and more of a concert yes. venue, actually. And I, I don't like that. I don't like that. I went to a Cincinnati yeah, game, that. you know, the Cincinnati-Tennessee yep. game. That arena was the loudest basketball game I've ever been to, and it's not even close. It, like, it was it, it was so loud. Like, every time they scored, it was, just like, just so loud. I mean, it was, like, it was loud. And when I had to – when we, we left, like, two or three minutes on the clock because it was obvious we weren't coming back. And it was just such a, such a shameful walk in here and all that noise. And I don't know. It sucked. <laughs> but, uh, but, uh, but it, it's a, it's a, it's a cool thing. I kind of wish we could have that, but I mean, TVA can definitely get loud. Oh, it, wrong, it, it can definitely get I loud. Wish, I, I just wish we had like the uh, student section close to the court too. And just had lower ceiling, and to be honest, I kind of wish our fans would get more into Here, the game. Here's what. Well, here's like, here's the thing about Tennessee, is I feel like basketball, like when you turn on the TV, you see a lot of older fans that sit mm-hmm. down low. A lot of older people, you know, like the the golf clappers, you know, the, the you know, good job type people, mm-hmm. not the ones that get rowdy, not the ones that get loud. Those are more up top because they're broke and can't afford the ones down low. And the student section, they get wild at times, but you notice a lot of older people. That that is a bigger problem than anyone will ever admit. The old, and we need the student section so close to the court, like Duke does, like Kansas does, because that will generate more noise, and that gives you a huge advantage. Like you don't realize how big like uh, home court advantages and, and fans getting into the game is until you're like there and you experience it. Like and really yeah. think about it. Well, you can see it on TV. Like, it, it, I remember we were trailing Murray state by, I think like 11 or something in the second half. We almost lost that game. I remember. And it was like, as soon as the fans like got into it a little bit, we, we just went yeah. on a huge run and you don't realize it until you really think about it, how big fans yeah. are like, and, uh, I have something to say. Uh, oh, um, the the golf clappers, the old you know older sixty plus fans that go and get bet the best seats in the house for the games. That's a big problem in college basketball right now, and and college football, all sports, because like you know Alabama and Kentucky, they they don't they actually don't really have the loudest stadiums in the world because all their all their fans are so old and you know they, they don't get into it when you. When you have a case, when you have like a bunch of broke people into a into a big stadium at once, it can get insane. Like that South Carolina game uh, this last year, I think there was only eighty, little over eighty thousand at that game, and uh, but it was the more of the broke yeah. crowd kind of, you know, the younger, the younger broke crowd like myself, right. and uh, it it was insane. Like I haven't seen kneeling like that since the Florida game in twenty sixteen. It was one of the best best environments we had in a long time. It was so much fun. And I'd rather have that than the 102,000 pack, you know, not being that loud. Yeah. yeah. I 100% agree. <laughs> so, I'm on Twitter right now. And <laughs> the picture of the black guy, the, the black guy with John Fulkerson. 
<laughs> and I keep scrolling past it. And someone. <laughs> I had a huge tweet with that, man. I, I... Did you see my tweet? I, uh, I probably did, along with all the other 500 of them. Like, I just. I keep scrolling I, past it. Put... Just... <laughs> There's all these memes and, like, quotes about it and stuff. Like, good gosh, it's funny. Do you hear he got into it with the students at Alabama? No. They were probably yelling at him. To cut oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I saw and, it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And he, he told them, I have an appointment tomorrow. to get my hair tomorrow, cut tomorrow, yeah. but it's my choice. You did not make me want to cut my hair. And that's, this is my That's decision. what that guy's comment said. Uh, it's uh, on Twitter. It is a um, – who is it? It's – let me scroll back up. It is – it's Smokey Vault. It's Smokey Ball. It's what it says before and after the haircut. Wow, what a transformation. It's the black guy, John yeah. Fulkerson. He's like, man, look at, look at John Fulkerson after the haircut he got today. That's a hell of a barber. Oh yeah, I, I actually found out who that guy is they showed. He apparently plays for Arkansas. I guess the media guy it's saw so, John Fulkerson's picture and thought, ah, it's so good. good. It's so good. Oh my gosh! But man, what a freaking week, dude! What a freaking week! Yeah, man, just uh, it's been fun. Oh, oh, one more little bit of news. Get that tidbit in, man. Get it. Uh, That's what she said. Well, this isn't official, obviously, but uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna take a hint that it's probably gonna happen. Uh, Jeremy Banks tweet or didn't tweet? He posted on Instagram that uh, can't wait to see y'all August 2020. Yeah, it's picture three pictures of him yeah. in Tennessee. Yeah, it's, it's, and uh that was pretty much a yeah, message yeah. like, yeah, it's I'm coming back. It's I'm back. back on the team. And they asked Pruitt today in this presser if, if he was back on the team. He he, he denied it, said no. But uh, I mean, I got a feeling he's back on the team pretty much. Here we like to call that a prequel. So it's about to happen. Yeah. There's about to be a sequel yeah. and Jeremy Banks is about to be back. Jeremy Banks is about to be back. That and that'd be great, man. Just 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 end the week. Please just end it on end it on Friday. Saturday even. Jerry Banks is back and just cap off the week with just pure badassness. You know how we really could cap off the week Zach though? Evans? Let's no. Well, yes, yes. But um let's go beat John Calipari's ass down TV. Yeah, I agree. Fuck fuck to I want, I want twenty thousand plus in there. I'll be there. Uh, say hi to me if you see me. Yeah. I'll wait. I'll wait till you. <laughs> actually, I actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm unpredictable. I'm an unpredictable human being. I might just drop my ass up there and say hello to. Do it. Hello to all my fans. Do it. Do it, man. I haven't bought tickets. Yet. <laughs> Do it. I dare you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah, dude. What a damn week. What a damn week. What a damn week. Like you said, let's whoop, week, their, whoop, their, whoop their damn ass. Not even like one hell of a week. One hell exactly. of a 24 hours. Which feels <laughs> like a week. Yeah. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. Yes. It's, it's so good. It, it, so and good. I freaking love it. Yeah. I freaking love it. Let's let's keep the momentum going. Uh let's let's keep it going. I like the I like the Rangers rant. I don't know. Maybe I should rant some more. Maybe you should rant some more, Austin. I don't know. Maybe we should have a little Austin's Austin's aggression. We call it Austin's aggression. I don't know that. Austin's Austin's aggression. aggression Randy's rants. I don't know. Let's, let's keep the ranting going, man. Let's get pissed off for greatness. 
Let's get pissed off for Grady. We're Tennessee fans. We're, I mean, we're, 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 we're yeah, we've been pissed off for years. But you wouldn't understand. You wouldn't yeah. understand. You don't understand. You wouldn't understand the pain in Miserable. You just don't understand. Dumbass. Go. You don't know. He, he's singing. He goes on karaoke. He sings that Tom Bates song. <laughs> you don't know what it's like. Oh my god. I was talking to some Vandy fans that they didn't understand don't either. Understand. Diggity, diggity. <laughs> We're at the point of the podcast where no one's listening, so we could just say whatever the hell we want. Everyone's just. <laughs> Already clicked off of our podcast, Austin. Oh, oh they're all oh, gone. gone. You bunch of queers. We didn't. I didn't get any uh, any reaction from the last. I pretty got there, guys. Our podcast shut down. <laughs> it's like we're at, we're after the credits of the movies right now. We're at we're, the big gay ice cream shop's gonna come yeah. shut your ass down. <laughs> the, the credits are rolling right now, and people are just walking out of the theater. And we're still talking. We're still hanging in there. We're still talking. We're still talking. Maybe we'll get some. Maybe we'll get Andy back. Do you think Andy will make it this far in the podcast? Oh, for sure. sure. I wouldn't know. What well, we don't know. He was supposed to kick someone's ass at that and barbecue. Well, yeah, we should get it. We should get him back on. I, I want to know what happened. He, he was scheduled for six a.m. at you know barbecue. What? Oh my god, that was today. Oh yeah. shit. God, we missed it. God bloody Mary. I don't know. We should call him. We should FaceTime him. We should all just hang out together and go get a beer. Yeah. That we was, should. That be one hell of a podcast. That oh, a live podcast with Andy? What do you think would happen? Yeah. I mean, it, it would kind of be like uh, Friday Night Raw or whatever. Friday <laughs> Do you think we'd like, do you think we'd all become friends or just like want to all kill each other? Either way, it'd be fun. Yeah, it'd be fun. We used to get like invite all of all nation to uh, uh, some bar in Knoxville. Maybe cool beans, chilies if we're yeah. lucky. I'll be at a. I'll be at half pearl half for the game. I'll Saturday. be at full pearl. So meet me there. I don't know. Can you hear that? Can I hear what? You hear anything in the background? Is your girlfriend there? No, it's. It's raining pretty oh, hard. No. Well, good luck getting back in your house, you, you big wet bastard. Is your wet girlfriend bastard. called you yet? Wonder where you're at? No, nah, she's in the library. What's she doing there? Reading books like a weirdo? <laughs> she, was so nice. she was just a nice woman. She was nice lady. Much nicer than that girl you assaulted. Yeah, not as nice as that one. If I had the bowling alley, I freaking threw my balls at her. Get it? Because it's a bowling alley. It's full of balls. I would have, uh, I would have fallen with my balls. <laughs> I still can't believe. I didn't know I was an I will. I will give someone fifty bucks if they actually make it this far of the podcast. Fifty damn dollars. What? Someone accidentally fast forward to this part. I'll do it. No, I don't. Don't tell anybody. I'll give someone fifty bucks if they if they get to this part right here. But you can't mention it, Austin. Yes. You can't mention it. If you do, no one gets the money. I pray to God, like, if ESPN has any sense of humor, they should keep that as John Fulkerson's p- picture every time they do the If they line. did, but they don't. They're just too strict. That's why no one likes yeah, them. They won't. I had a, 
you know how John Fulkerson can have so many like hairstyles. He had the mustache yeah. for a while and everything. I had a tweet like showed all of his styles and like John Fulkerson has so many looks. And the last one was the starting lineup picture. Yeah, he's it looks great. He looks great as a black man. Yeah, he looks great. He looks different. But... Uh-huh. He looks he looks wonderful. He looks wonderful. If you make it to this far in the podcast, you have to come meet. You have to drive up to Nashville and meet Rainy and get your fifty dollars. You will. I'll give you a hundred dollars if you drive here. Yeah, but we don't do that Venmo, PayPal. No, right? we don't do that. This is this is a we're old, old school. school here. This is this is a. I'm actually going to write a check. Forget cash. You're getting a check. Uh-huh. He's going to take the feather pen feather out. Pen, I'm going to say, <laughs> I'm just at your house. I'm going to get a feather pen out, write the money down, and send my <laughs> falcon to you. <laughs> if anyone gets a far, let me know. Austin, it's been fun. Fun. We could uh, get pissed off next week without something because we didn't get much pissed off today besides Florida State fans. What have you guys know. That, that, that guy, he came in late. He came in late on the day and gave us something to be yeah. pissed about. Yeah, he did. He, he barged into happy. my happiness, motherfucker. He barged into my happiness. <laughs> have you ever watched Prison Break? What? You ever watched Prison Break? No. I mean, I did, but I started that and started watching Breaking Bad. You sound like Teabag from it. <laughs> <You're right there. laughs> I don't know who that is, but if I did, I'd probably laugh, but I'm not because I don't know who it is. Yeah, okay. Anyway, awesome. Sleep yeah. tight, man. Hope you don't get uh, too wet. You tell your girlfriend I said hello. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Man, good See you, buddy. See ya. That is literally one of my favorite songs of all time. And if you haven't heard it, you should definitely listen to it. It's Kings of Leon, and the song's called Closer. I'm not a fan, Austin, but that song's legit. That's just the instrumental version, though. Just the instrumental. So. I've actually never heard it. I, I've heard of Kings of Leon. I listened to a few of their songs, but I, yeah. I haven't heard that one. That's pretty good, dude. It's pretty good. That's just the uh, instrumental version, the karaoke version, I guess you would say. But uh, it's pretty good, though. But uh, welcome in, uh, all the millions of people around the world, to the uh, channel podcast. We're going to get into a lot of things. We're going to get into the Vols, you know, falling to Kentucky, 64 to 77 at home. And uh, why me and Austin didn't make it to the game. Mother Nature just just frowned upon us that day. She intervened. (laughs) It was a terrible day. It was an awful day. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely explain why it was an awful day. Uh, and the XFL. First impressions of the XFL. We will explain and get into detail with that. But first, Jeremy Pruitt. 
has made some changes on the coaching staff. And we're going we're gonna to read something um, from the Swain event today. We had uh, David Johnson on. Was it David Johnson that came on the Swain event earlier today? Yeah, yeah, it was David Johnson discussing the comments he made in the Florida State event, I guess. Uh, yeah, that's um, right. That's right. That's right. But, you know, we made the, – the Vols made a lot of coaching changes. Jimmy Pruitt made a lot of coaching changes. Uh, a lot of fans – I don't know how a lot of fans feel about it, but I really like it because I'll tell you why. I will tell you why after I read this statement or quote from the Swain event today. It says uh, – in regards to David Johnson, it says Johnson stated that. Well, first off, everyone knows, everyone's seen the the video, the video of David Johnson, uh, saying something negative about he, Tennessee. That he um, had trouble working there because he didn't trust what was going on, or something. Yes, he didn't trust. Yeah, he didn't trust Tennessee. Jerry Pruitt. That's what it came off as. Um, correct, mm-hmm. but. On the uh, Swain event today, and props to, props to Jason Swain for uh, getting him on, which is that's pretty that's pretty cool. But uh, Johnson stated that it was his wife who first pointed out to him, and and this this is from uh, a Rocky Top Insider article. Uh, Johnson stated that it was his wife who first pointed out to him that the comments came off wrong, came off the wrong way. And it was because of her, his wife, that he realized he needed to apologize for what he said. But the first, for this to come out, and I know the way it sounded, that's why I'm glad you allowed me to come on here, Johnson said to Swain. That's why I didn't respond on Twitter or anything like that. My wife told me the same thing. She said, it didn't sound right. You need to clear it up. So I'm glad you've given me this opportunity to apologize for the way it sounded. I did not put it in the right light. And that's why I wanted to come on and make sure people understood that there was no intent to take a shot at anybody. I wouldn't be in this position without coach Pruitt. It's just that it's just that simple. He gave me this opportunity. I enjoyed myself at Tennessee. What are your first thoughts after reading that? What does that even, what does that even mean? Like, uh, he didn't want the comments to be, I, I think he just didn't realize what he was saying, I guess, but I, I guess it's, we'll just let it go. But, um, it's, it still was, still bothers me a little bit. Yeah. I, I think he, he, <laughs> he, he said what he said and I don't mm-hmm. care what anyone says, what you say is what you mean. Mm-hmm. And that was not out of context. I don't understand what was out of context about it. I just think, and here's what I was meaning when we opened the podcast. I'll give you my opinion on the whole Jeremy Pruitt and all the coaching changes. Jeremy Pruitt wants the best for this team. And Jeremy Pruitt is making changes. And a lot of people either want to leave or he wants them gone. And I don't know what the story is with David Johnson or any any of the other coaches that he let let go, but he's making changes, in my opinion, for recruiting reasons. Well, you do have to think about with the David Johnson situation. He was he was the receiver coach, 
and they moved him over to um, running backs because we hired T. Martin. That might have been something that upset him, but he said he didn't have a problem with it in the uh, Swain interview. But yeah, it could have yeah. been something that bothered him a little bit, and that could have been what he was referring to. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I just – I think it's – when you want to win as a head coach, when you want to win and you have – there are times in every single business or every single work place uh, – in where there will be people that disagree and don't follow what you want to do. And they will either leave or y'all will either disagree and they will move on. It happens everywhere in every college town and every college program. And here's what I think. Here's my opinion. And I think, I, I think I kind of hinted at this on the last podcast. Jeremy Pruitt does not give a damn. Jeremy Pruitt wants to win football games and Jeremy Pruitt will do whatever it takes to win football games. He doesn't care about your feelings. He just wants to win. That is my opinion on that. And what was one of the coaches from Ohio? He, he came from Akron and then he has sec ties. Uh, uh, Sheldon Felton. The new yes. outside so he has, yeah. So he has ties in Ohio, which is a big recruiting ground. He has ties in the SEC, which is a massive recruiting ground. I don't care what anyone says. He needs people to recruit because he, clearly you can tell he can coach now. Here's what, uh, here's my opinion on the situation. What did the staff get? It got a whole lot younger. It was a lot of older guys at those positions. And really, they weren't carrying their weight recruiting, especially with Tracy Rocker, who went to South Carolina. And uh, him going to South Carolina, of all jobs, is – a pretty clear sign that it wasn't like Tracy Rocker leaving because uh, he saw a better situation at South Carolina. No, he left because they they were going to going to fire him or he could leave, and that's what that's what he went with him with the South Carolina because that's a sinking ship. If anything, sinking ship. South Carolina fans are calling our program a sinking ship, <laughs> which is I like saw a, that. I saw that. like it's I saw like that. it's like they're halfway in the in the water. Like, hey, you're going to sink. <laughs> like. <laughs> I mean, it's a miracle uh, uh, Will Muschamp is there right now. I mean, they only they only kept him because of how many coaching changes were happening in the conference already, and they didn't want to get the worst head coach out there. Right. Exactly. And we and we immediately I, hired a new guy. And, exactly, and that's that brings my me uh, brings me to my next point. Jeremy Pruitt knew. I mean, he had a clue. Some of the guys were going to leave. He kind of knew. But there's always two sides to the story, right? Yeah. And it goes back to what I just said. He wants to win. Mm -hmm. And he had, he had dudes ready. He knew stuff was going to happen. Like when Jim Chaney, everyone was up in arms about, oh, my God, we don't have an offensive coordinator. Oh, my gosh. He knew. He already knew who he was going to hire. Yeah. Maybe. He is one step. It seems like he's one step ahead of everything that's about to happen. It, I mean, it's it's the God honest truth. He's one step ahead because you don't people don't leave, or or you don't tell people to leave, which probably happened in some of the scenarios that happened this week and the coaching changes, without knowing who you're going to hire. And he knew already. 
he knew already. And he made him immediately. It wasn't like he had to wait. And people can say what they want about Cheney, but he already knew. He was letting him finish at Georgia, and then he came to Tennessee. Jamie Pruitt knew he was going to hire before it even happened. So he knew it was going to happen. And again, it happens at every program, but I feel like Jamie Pruitt was a step ahead of the process. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I, I wouldn't say 100% he knew he was going to hire Cheney from, from the get-go because he interviewed a lot of guys, so I don't I, I think I think he had a pretty good idea. Yeah, I mean, he was definitely always I out there. I think he had a pretty good idea. Yeah, and uh, uh, but all the coaching hires, I'm pretty much okay with. And, of course, we're still looking for other guys. Um, the only one that uh, – I mean, you're going to lose some guys to the NFL. I mean, if an NFL opportunity opens and those guys want a career in the NFL, they, they'll go, you know. And there's nothing you right. can do about that. If this If college is not their main goal, then they're going to jump at any opportunity getting into the pros. And I, I don't fault them for yeah. that. And you can't look bad at Jeremy Pruitt for that. It's it's just what happens. And, yeah, it's a lot of turnover. I'm not going to lie. Like, we – this is not, like, exactly the best situation in the world to be changing, I don't know, I think it's like six or seven members on our staff right now. But at least three of them were kind of more on our end, you know, letting them go. And the other ones, mm-hmm. I mean – you can't deny a better situation. So, is it odd that it happened right after signing there? It is a bit <laughs> odd. I guess that's when their job is done for the year. <laughs> that, 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 that is a. I mean, it's not as good. Is it Jerry Pruitt? A little bit. It, All these players, like, it, they don't get to make a decision after signing day. You get these players in the building, and then the coaches leave. That's crazy. That's pretty. It's <laughs> pretty weird. I, I, I disagree with that. That's a little. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just think Jerry Pruitt will do anything to win. It's like he knew they were leaving, but he kept them around until National yeah. Signing Day. Until it was all over. Until that ink hit the paper. And you're here, buddy. You are here. Yeah. You're here. You're you here. Do? If you want to transfer, go ahead. But no. I mean, that's just that's how it works. It's a little Smart messed business. up, but that's how the college game works. It's a business, my friend. It's a business. Yeah. I don't care what you say. Oh, it's my son. It's my daughter. It's a business. Sorry. That's how things work. That's how things work. I think we got better. That's just my opinion. I think we got better. I'd say we so. got younger. We did younger, like you said. We got younger. We got younger, better, and we we got people who will probably go out and bust their butt for recruiting more. Have you noticed that he hasn't gotten rid of any of the crucial recruiting pieces that we have like Niedermeyer or, I mean, he wasn't going to get rid of him or Niedermeyer hasn't left or anything like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like the, like the crucial recruiting pieces, yeah. the ones who were, or who bust their ass at recruiting. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you just said about, uh, what's his face? Rocker. Uh, Yes. Yeah, that was who was who who was the main guy he didn't get? Uh Jay Hardy. Jay Hardy was a yeah. pretty much silent commitment to Tennessee and then out of nowhere he flips and goes to Auburn and we were yeah. never able to get him back. He was a five star. I think was he five maybe a four star out of uh, He was a high four star. Yeah. 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 He, I mean, he's a really good player. Really good player. One of those guys like but you should dominate the Chattanooga region pretty much. Maybe Georgia has a little bit of ground there, but you should pretty much yeah. dominate there. Yeah. Um Speaking of Chattanooga, (laughs) 
There's that trance. There's there's that transformation right there. There it goes. <laughs> there's that. All right, trance. That's that's that's, that's that's my game right there. That's a tra- yeah. he's a transition master, man. Transition, <laughs> baby. Speaking of Chattanooga, let's trans. Let's uh let's uh let let's get to uh the Kentucky Tennessee game, and let let's get to why we didn't make it there. Mm-hmm. Because instead of driving straight to Knoxville, like I should have done, <laughs> I should have just left your ass at the house. <laughs> And went to the game. I had to travel to Chattanooga to pick you up. Yes. And I left my house very early in the morning. 4.55 to be exact. My time to leave to come pick you up. It was a beautiful morning in Nashville, Tennessee. As I got into my car, started the ignition and put a smile on my face and like, Let's ride. Let's go, baby. Let's go watch this Kentucky game. Mother Nature was a bitch. She didn't, she didn't like me this day. This day, she did not like me. I get about 50 miles outside of Chattanooga. And uh, it looks like a Antarctica blizzard death of America. Even though Antarctica is not in America, it looked like an Antarctica snow death storm of the century. Out of out of nowhere, peanut-sized styrofoam snowflakes start blowing into my windshield. I'm like, dude, what is going on? This is this is out of nowhere, and this crap is coming down hard too. And there's several people in front of me, and you know, traffic, of course, starts slowing down because humanity is crazy when they see rain or snow or anything like that. Only in Tennessee, though. Especially in Tennessee. Yeah. Especially <laughs> in Tennessee. But I'm, <laughs> I'm driving my car. I'm like, okay, this will pass. No, it didn't pass. This crap got so bad that I could not see out of my windshield. I could not see the car in front of me. The roads got so bad I was literally scared for my life. I thought I was going to slide off the road at some point into the woods into oblivion. I I, I mean, I don't even know. It got so bad that you couldn't even see the road anymore. And I at one point I got behind this 18-wheeler and I was driving and I, I told you just earlier Austin, that I was driving mm-hmm. and this AT was in front of me and I was using his tracks of his tires to keep traction on the road. Yeah. But eventually, I don't know where he went. He just kind of kind of just kept going. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he was the, the main reason why all the traffic in the highway eventually shut down for three hours. I'm pretty sure he was the one that caused every wreck imaginable because that guy was flying down the highway. <laughs> But eventually, his tread of his tracks on the road froze over. And I called you, and you, had, you weren't even awake yet, I don't think, right? You, like, no. you were even awake. I called, you like, I called you like two or three times. I'm like, dude, what the hell is going on? <laughs> the only spot in all of Tennessee You're that is snowing right. is right 
here. It's like you're looking for else. You could have gone to Memphis. You could have gone to anywhere else in the state, but that little southeast corner, man, that was the worst place to be. My God. I was literally pissed at the snow. I was literally talking shit to snowflakes. Uh, I was like, you fall one more time. I'll come out there and whip your ass. Like, it just kept coming and coming and coming. That's what she said. And everything, like, it just, like, everything went wrong. And I finally got to, like, this one part of the highway. I was like, okay, it's, it's starting to clear up. The snow started to kind of, you know, disintegrate a little bit, kind of started to slow down. And then, out of nowhere, everybody stopped. There was nothing but highway. Nothing but a highway and six billion cars parked in the middle of the highway. I turn on the radio, some local radio station there, and they mention the first. I'm already in a panic mode, right? I'm already in a panic mode. And the first thing I hear when I turn on the radio is this. Folks, this is bad. This is really bad. We weren't expecting this. This is horrible. And I was like, oh, good. Awesome. That's the first thing I hear. This is terrible. Like, literally, without saying it, he was like, we're all going to die here today. And I was just like, wow. So I put my car in park. I have a little package of Little Debbie donuts in my in my car. And I was like, oh, my God, this is going to be my last meal. My last meal is going to be donuts from mm. Little Debbie. Little diabetes. And- <laughs> So I'm sitting there, and I, I remember calling you, and I was like, dude, there's no way. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And so I keep continuing to sit there and sit there and sit there. And finally, I get out of my car, and I ask this other trucker. I'm like, hey, have you heard anything on your little uh, CB radio, whatever you listen to in there? And she was like, yeah, it's going to be like another two and a half hours until we get moving. There's like nine wrecks up there. I'm like, what? Uh... Two and a half more hours till we start moving? And so I get back in my car and I'm just like, dude, what the heck am I going to do? So as I'm sitting in my car trying to contemplate of what to do, this woman, (laughs) random woman walks up to my car and says, hey, she like knocks on my window. She she goes, hey, man, you got any water in there? (laughs) You got any water in your truck? I was like, uh, no. I mean, we've only been out here an hour, lady. You're dying of thirst already? there's snow everywhere exactly if you get too thirsty just melt some of this snow that's fallen in the past hour balls deep snow melt that shit down and drink it I don't care she's a creepy she looks like she's homeless I'm like where did you go from the gutter I was just like it was crazy and then so I get out of my car and I walk like a mile back I walk like a mile back trying to find a place to where I can get out. And I find this this median where the cops usually sit to pull people over. And there's two 18 wheelers. It's like a it's like a sign from above. I see this median, these two 18 wheelers sitting right in front of the medium. And there's just enough space to fit a car through the median. And it's just like oh. <laughs> it's like light just opens up. And I'm like, oh thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. This is amazing. So I turn around and drive the wrong way in the uh, emergency lane, and everyone's honking at me. And I'm like, dude, I don't even care. I don't even care. Honk all you want to. I'm getting out of here. Why are you sitting here? 
So I drove a mile back the wrong direction to the emergency lane, cut it between those two 18-wheelers, and I barely make it to because it's a skinny little slot that I had to fit through. And as soon as I get out of that little hole and back to the other direction of the highway to go back home, I see a sign, and it says, Jesus loves you. <laughs> I was like, oh, my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You did it for me. You did it for me. But I totally missed the game. We totally missed the game. Yeah, we totally missed the game. Uh, my car totally missed- has no tires, basically. I mean, it has tires, but not <laughs> snow. Like, snow is like, you, you got no chance. <laughs> it's basically like a death sentence to try to drive this little car in, in the snow. So, I I didn't get to go. But, uh, uh, I mean, I, yeah, it, it was a fun game, I guess. I, um, I, I made it to Buffalo Wild Wings in Nashville. Mm-hmm. About two minutes into the game. So I pretty much watched the entire game. Yeah. And um, at Buffalo Wild Wings, you know how like, it has a loudspeaker on, but there's so much noise you really can't hear what's going on kind of. Yeah. So it's kind of like you're watching it on silent, but you're kind of not. You just hear a bunch of random noise in the background. Yeah, it's so weird. But like, it's different when you watch a basketball game and you can't really hear what's going on or what the announcer is saying. It, 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 it's totally different when you're watching it almost in silence um, without any commentary or whatever. Cause you can kind of dissect what's going on more than you can. when you're watching it when other people are giving their opinions, like announcers and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I didn't think we played terrible. No, no, Not I, at all. I've never like walked away from a Kentucky loss feeling better. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like we did all we could. We're just, we're just not very just good. Got, we don't just have got very good players right now. I mean, we, we lack scores. Um, I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky's really good. I I, I didn't, haven't been given enough credit because I haven't been watching them enough to give you know them credit for it. But they got a good team this year. They got a really good team. Uh, yeah. They're a lot more athletic. They're a lot more skilled. They're they make they're they're better at making shots. Honestly, the fact that we only lost by thirteen and really it was like six or seven, if you really want yeah, to break it down. That score that score was very misleading. And very misleading. like I, I I saw a bunch of stuff online. It was some it was some stupid barstool post or something like that about Tennessee fans are mad at Calipari for making the comment about the two-sided paper after Kentucky whooped Tennessee's ass. I'm like, dude, did you... like I, I get it, but that, that post kind of pissed me off because I'm like, dude, they did not whip Tennessee's ass at all. Like yeah. Tennessee was, it was the whole game, like it's like we said, like Kentucky was just better. They're just a better team. Yeah, They, they have way more talent. They have better shooters and mm-hmm. It was a ten. It was between a ten and a five point game, pretty much the entire game. It was Tennessee would go on a little run and make it like a four or five point game. We're like, all right, we're in this, and then Kentucky would just, you know, go on a five nothing run yeah. and just take it back to ten again. We were never able to close that gap and yeah, get really into the lead. Um, it's it was frustrating. Don't get me wrong; it was a frustrating game. But there were some bright points in it. Folky was, was great as always, and um, you know, Viscovi had a lot of great shots. Viscovi had that one three at the shot clock buzzer that oh so sweet. I mean, I, I really like what he's gonna be. He, we we have we're gonna be good in the future. This is just not this is not the year. Thank you. Exactly. And everyone is so pissed about this year. I'm like, dude, you got you got to get over this year. Just just get over it. Like this year and I, I yeah, yeah. Okay. That's whatever her name is on freaking Whatever that movie is, 
Um, let uh, it go. Also, let yeah. it go. Frozen. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah whatever. How do you think about it? <laughs> frozen. There it goes. That was frozen this weekend. Oh, Anyways. Yeah. I ran. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, man, it was just Tennessee was outmatched. Fulkerson, you know, had sixteen points. Uh, Viscovi, like you said, Viscovi, he had, dude, he had eighteen points. And I have to, I have to, uh, I have to apologize to you, Austin. Yeah. I have to apologize about Viscovi. <laughs> you texted me, and we talked about this in a previous podcast. You texted me and said. Viscovi might would be one of the better shooters I've ever seen at Tennessee, or something to that extent. I, I said that uh, he's the best shooter I've seen here since uh, Lofton, and I right now it might not be the case 100. percent You know the numbers but, exactly, but I, exactly. I can see him turning into that. Okay, that's where I agree with you. You see signs from Santiago Viscovi of just. Would you say greatness? I don't know. Because he shows – he's going to mature into a player. Mm-hmm. And he's this good already? <laughs> like seven games in or how many games has he played? It hasn't been that many. He gets maybe. better. Yeah, he gets better every game. He gets better every game. I mean, uh, the first three games, people were all really mad over his turnovers. He had 21 turnovers in his first three games. Yeah. In his last five, he's at eight. He fixed that issue. He got better. He, uh, he adjusted to the game. He's a really good player. He's gonna he's gonna be great. The guy has eyes in the back of his head. Can pass to any yes. corner. He he sees the court better than anyone I know. He sucks on defense. I won't lie about that. But um, he's a great shooter. He 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 does okay driving to the lane, which is surprising. I mean, he's so freaking dude. He had that he had that really nice just floater mm-hmm. in the lane, dude. Okay, I gave you crap for saying Muscovy could be one of the best shooters ever at Tennessee. I'm not going to say that yet, but I have to apologize for it because you were kind of right. The dude, the dude shoots really well at times and he's only going to get better. And the next two or three seasons, he's going to have a bunch of, Oh my gosh, moments. I'm calling it now. Oh, he's going to get hot and and beat. Beat teams in their own house. Like he, I, I think one eventually he'll yes. get hot and beat Kentucky and Rupp. I could see a night like that. Of course, he's, he's going to, to figure. Yeah, ex- yeah, he's going to figure out the college basketball. He's going to finish. He's going to figure out college basketball. He's going to figure out the SEC. He's going to figure out his opponents. He's going to watch more film, and he's going to turn into a guy that you're just like, oh my gosh, at times, like. Yeah. A holy crap type of moment. Like he, he's gonna have, he's gonna start having those in the next two or three seasons. It's just gonna be, he's that kind of player. Yeah, he, he reminds me a lot of Manny Ginobili. Uh, just not obviously, he, he's not there yet, but he he can get there. I think. I mean, a, a little, like yeah. not kind of, yeah, not full on yeah, Manny no, Ginobili, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, he he reminds you, he, yeah, he, I mean, he this reminds you, guy Gonzaga, one. You know, he, he's one of those guys. He's one of those, um, you know, out of, uh, international guys that just, like, yeah. they, they have a different style to the game, and it's just kind of pretty to watch. And if he went to Gonzaga, he could have – he would be doing great things this year, I think, too. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's he's going to be a game changer in the next in, in, in the coming years. He's going to be a game changer. Um game changer. Game changer. Be a game changer. A game changer. Game changer. Okay. All right. First thoughts of last game. Uh yeah. No, hang on, hang on, hang on. First thoughts of Jordan Bowden. Last game. Jordan Bowden, go. <sighs> He's he's doing all he can. He he's playing his heart on defense, so that's how that's why I'm not mad at him. Like I'm not mad at him because I see him giving his heart all on defense, and he's just not, ain't got it on offense right now. He had 16 points, but the shots just aren't going down for him. And yeah. you feel for the guy. Like I've heard people talk, maybe he's a little injured. I mean, that's that's been a, just some of my people talk like theories on why he's playing so bad right now, but. Yeah. He's just he's he's a role player too. He isn't he isn't like a leader. He isn't the guy that steps up and wins games. In my opinion, I hoped he could turn into that because I saw that at times last year and throughout his career. But it it isn't happening, and uh, he he just he he's frustrating. Don't get me wrong, he's frustrating, but just all you can get out of him right now. Yeah, okay. Busy some on defense. So, and who do you want us to put in there? I mean, uh, Gaines yeah. is great on defense, but he can't score to save his life. And Jalen Johnson doesn't play well on defense, and he really doesn't give you any more on offense. And, and Jordan yeah. Bowden gives you the option of, like, a really good spurt. Like, Jordan Bowden can have those moments where it's like, you know, wow. But um, he doesn't have them often. So, that's – All right, so you just explained or described Jordan Bowden now describe John Fulkerson. John Fulkerson is one of the most dirty, hardworking guys you've ever seen. He's a he's a garbage man. Like he gets he gets everything, all the points that other guys don't want. Like no one wants to defend him because he comes in there all elbows and shoulders, and <laughs> he's gonna get the ball in the hole. Like that guy works harder than anybody almost I've ever seen here, and he plays right. way above his skill level. He, he mm-hmm. he's a great guy. He he's so good. I mean, he obviously has has his limits because he's not very athletic and he's, you know, it's it's pretty obvious. But he's one of those hardworking guys, and he's playing right. out of position. He, he shouldn't be at the at the five and the four. Like, right? Yeah, he should, at, he should be at the four, but he shouldn't be at the five ever. And which he is a lot. He, like he's not a natural center. He should be a power forward, but we're using him as, mm-hmm. as center. So, uh, Folky's the best player on this team right now, in my opinion. Okay, most productive. So, so listen to this. John Fulkerson, last game, 16 points, two assists, seven rebounds. Jordan Bowden, 16 points, two assists, nine rebounds. That's a little surprising. <laughs> right? Right? You feel like you feel like Folky does <laughs> right? a lot more, but yeah. I know. Well, what's the free throws? Oh, let me see. Free throw. I mean, you probably. I'm mean, I don't have the stats of free throws right in front of me right now, but those are the those are the main stats right there. I know. I know Jordan Bowden's really good at free throws. Um, Fulkerson can be. He's pretty. He's pretty good as well. Um, but yeah, Bowden, sixteen two at nine. John Fulkerson, sixteen two and seven. I guess it's like an expectation expectation thing. You know, Bowden can have those nights where he can put up, you know, twenty five points sometimes. But yeah, uh, Folky, it's kind of like he just he had twenty two against uh, Alabama. That was career high. 
Yeah. Uh, that's what that's what goes against. Okay, I've been saying this my entire life. People tell me all the time stats don't lie. Yes, they do. Stats do lie. Stats lie. Because you just told me Fulkerson plays just hard-nosed, pretty much bully ball. Jordan Bowden, you just kind of described, he didn't play very well. But the numbers look good. The the stats look good. 16-2 and 9. I mean, that was almost a double-double. Yeah. That's true. But um, it's just it's 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 weird to look at. It's weird to look. At. I didn't have a lot. Jordan Bowden's having with Bowden after that last game. To be honest, he's had much worse games here. So you take what you can get from him, and you know, Folky. It seems like we're always satisfied with Folky because our expectations for a guy like that are just a little bit lower, you know. And when he really does step up, it's 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 great. And he is stepping up consistently now, so we can't really have that anymore. He would like. I never really wanted to see Folky start. Like, if that's honestly, like, he just never seemed like a guy that should be starting. But right now, obviously, that's not not the case. He, his his uh his jump shot, his kind of almost almost like a fadeaway jump shot, like that 10, 10 to twelve foot range, mm-hmm. has really just it's developed. It looks so it looks so good. Yeah, it looks so good. Him and Pons both have done a great job of developing that. It looks That's really my good. Favorite it shot really... in the world because I, I think they're only like, they only make like one fourth of them. But yeah, yeah. You you know it, it. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of back in the day when Eric Ainge used to play for us, and it was his sophomore year, I believe, when he threw the ball, and you're just like, oh crap, don't throw the ball, don't throw the ball. And then it was like his junior season when he came out and just started lighting it up. And every pass he like threw was like spot on. Hmm. And you're like, oh God, don't don't pass the ball, don't pass the ball. And then the next season you're like, oh my God, I, I feel comfortable with you passing the ball. Fulkerson. Last season, you're like, oh God, don't shoot the ball, don't shoot the ball. This season, you're like, okay, I feel comfortable with him shooting the ball. It's weird. It's really weird. It's weird. He's a lot better than he was last year. I think a lot of that is what, at least what I've heard, he's 100% healthy finally. You know, he had that injury his freshman year, and he's he's been struggling with that every year until this year. He This is the first year he said he feels 100% healthy, I think. Yeah. That's a lot and, to do, um, I feel like. Yeah. Um, he's playing He's playing well, though, man. He's playing well, and but, you know, it's <laughs> – is it bad to say that he's your best player? Is that is that a bad thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a bad thing. It, it shouldn't be. If he's your best player, you're not winning a lot of games. And guess what? We're not winning a lot of games. <laughs> uh, yeah, this team just needs a needs a score. We need a Grant Williams. We need an Admiral Schofield. We need a a clear cut, really good player. Like it shouldn't be like a. It, we shouldn't be like who's our best player. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I it, guess it, you could say Folky. I don't know yeah. if you're if this is your response, and your team's probably not that good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's just the case. I mean, yeah, we just we there's no there's no guy that you know is going to be oh that guy's going to be a star in the NBA. I mean, maybe maybe Pons is honestly has the best NBA talent on the court. Yeah, Triple J, I guess. Yeah, that but. that guy. My goodness. Uh, 
That guy, <laughs> I've never seen someone block so many shots in my life. Mm-hmm. He, it's 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 unbelievable to watch. He he's the he's the best blocker we've had here maybe ever. I, I know Stokes was great at blocking shots, but I'd say Pons is better. I mean, have you ever seen those those videos on Twitter or online where it's like the German slap contest where they slap the crap at each other until they knock each other out? I, have you ever seen those? <laughs> like they like like literally. It's like arm wrestling, but it, they slap each other across the face huh. until someone knocks the other one out, and they just and they the, the winner goes on to the next round, the next round, so and so, blah, blah blah. I would love to see Pond be in one of those contests <laughs> and to see how many people he just knock their like literally knock their heads off their damn body. Bro, I just love to watch that. That guy, that guy looks like he's made in like a factory. Like, like he does not look like a human being. I, I I'm not you know I'm not saying anything about America, but like I think it I think him being international was a big part of that. I feel like they might have a little, you know I don't know cleaner like. He said that one thing he had to adjust to when he came to America was the food, like it was less fresh and you know less farm made and less you know like yeah. all the chemicals and stuff. I feel like I feel like he was just developed like more naturally, and this is just a freaking monster that was you know. I don't know a yeah. specimen. A specimen, you know. He seems so focused. I, yeah, he, he he reminds me of those, one of those like warriors off Avatar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just, like that long and lanky and just big, long, yeah. big. He's a big Frenchman. Have you ever listened <laughs> to him a... talk? Oh yeah, he's so French. Yeah. <laughs> he's so French. He's so French. Oh, um, you know he's married. Uh, what? Yeah, yeah, he has a wife. <laughs> I think he might have a kid too. Oh, I'm nice. <laughs> the the big frenzy. Oh my gosh, this is weird as hell. Um, all right, let's get let's get. I, I apologize uh, for. <laughs> I apologize. For being with the... Sorry, you had to witness Rainy's growl. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's him and uh. Hey, 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 what's, what's wrong with my growl? What's wrong with my growl? He, he has, he's walking down the aisle at Whole Foods, just going whatever that is. <laughs> You know how many you know how many women I pull with that girl? How many? Absolutely none. None of them. That's, that was, none. that's what no I bet on. You know? No. Way. I was at a roulette you table. And like, you didn't bet shit. You didn't bet nothing. You haven't even been to Vegas. I've been to Vegas. Have you really? Yeah. Damn, I haven't. I got okay. family out there. Is there? Do you? Yeah. <laughs> Where at? Vegas. Oh, just straight up Vegas. Yeah. Like, that's just like, oh. Like Las Vegas or Vegas? Las Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Las Vegas, Nevada. That's where they live. All right. So, okay. Is this <laughs> is this season is this season a complete waste? Because I feel like a lot of Tennessee fans think it's a waste, but I I 100% disagree because I think this team is getting a whole lot better, and that's really good for next season. This season has sucked. Has it sucked? Yes. 100 Ten percent. It sucked, but you see this team getting better. You see the skills getting better. You see Vascovi especially getting better. I think next year is going to be really good. I really do. It obviously, isn't a waste. Like you can't have a season that's a complete waste. Like unless, like I don't know. I mean, that's hard to do. You know, obviously something good is going to happen in a season that can be, re- you know, in a in a better year. Hopefully, this team can slip in the NIT. I guess we're, we're in the NIT bracket. I think I saw 
uh, an IT bracket where the if we both won our first games, we'd play Memphis in the second round. Hell yeah! yeah. How about that? All the Memphis fans talking crap all year. We meet in the NIT. <laughs> NIT. Hey, look, you didn't make it far either. Uh, we're going to the final four. No, you ain't. That's pretty cool. I think one of the best NIT games ever was like Allen Houston going off on Memphis in '93 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but like, I I I made a comment about Tennessee will be really good by the end of the season. Someone was like, "Well, they only got they it's February." And I was like, "Yeah, well, they still got like eight games left in a possible NIT." We're not going to do anything, so who cares? That's a lot of practice. That's a lot of practice left Yeah. for next season. And I hate to be that guy. Oh, there's always next year. But, dude, next year looks pretty damn good on paper. I don't know how it's going to turn out, but it looks pretty damn good with what's coming in and what we have now. Yeah. If you're saying this year is a complete waste, that's wrong. But um, yeah, it is. you can't be disappointed by it. I'm disappointed by this season. Oh, 100% they're, they're, you can be disappointed. There was a definite shot making the tournament, and it doesn't look like that's going to happen. It'd be a pretty, pretty much miracle if we make the tournament right now. Um, but oh, um, that, dude, that's that's not happening. No, no, it's not happening. We have to only lose, we can only lose, lose like two more games this season, and that just doesn't look re- realistic at all. But um, um, this team is developing. It's getting better. We will be better. We will be much better next year. Should we be this bad this year? No, we could have done other things. If we got carried by next year, we we probably make the tournament. If Lamonte didn't get in, here, okay, yeah, okay, yeah, Lamonte. Let's just talk about this real quick. And we've mentioned this sparsely, but we have mentioned it. Lamonte, the team, if Jordan Bone did not go pro, mm-hmm. okay, we we can do that. We can play the what if should have, what if should have happened, blah, 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 game. And we're going to play that. Jordan Bone never went pro. Lamonte Turner would have had more time to rest, right? It would have looked completely different. You have Viscovi, who wasn't playing. I was opening freaking Christmas presents, and he wasn't even on the team. He wasn't even in America yet. Yeah. He wasn't even in America yet. And then you have free Euros, the whole campaign, which put a lot of pressure on Euros because everyone's like, oh, my God, he's our savior. Well, that's what coaches do. I don't think we expected to get him eligible. I don't yeah. think anyone here did. But still, um, he was still – the, the like pressure When you have, like, a season crazy. going awry, well, what, do you, what can you blame? Oh, that guy who's not playing. <laughs> exactly. But every – exactly. And that made him the saving hero. Here's the thing. I do think he could have changed a couple of games that he didn't play. Like, we lost – to Florida State by three, and it's because they kept punishing us in the paint all day. I feel like he could have been worth like a five point swing, maybe if he played. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, one win. Yeah, he could have got a huge win, number eighteen in the country right now. But he's one of the players that you see a little development happening. He's getting better. He the for his first couple games are just atrocious, but he's getting better. He's he's kind of figuring it out a little bit, not too much, but a little bit. Um, yeah, he's getting better. He's he had a he had a pretty good day against Mississippi State. I think he had like twelve points. Oh yeah, he had a, he, there. He's shown little flashes, but it's just the turnaround. The turnaround. You haven't had the same team 
all season. There's been moving parts in and out, and they finally got a little core at the very end of the season. And you see them playing. You know, you see them playing a lot better. They're playing a lot better. So here, and that's good. That's good for next year. That's good for next year. And I hate to be that guy. I freaking hate that guy. I'm the most negative person in the world. But I, you know, you you can't ride too much. Here, here was the like, opportunity. Like we said. Sorry. Here was the opportunity to turn this season around, turn the season into an NCAA tournament season. It, it could have happened if we beat Kansas and Lawrence, in which we were really, really close on doing. If we were able to pull that upset, I think that would have vaulted us into a position where we can make a tournament. But we did not yeah. do that, and, and it spiraled into a loss at Tex, or versus Texas A&M, which was probably our worst loss of the season. And, yeah. and we lost to Kentucky. And – yeah, here we are. Am I missing a game? No, Mississippi State. Yeah. Uh, does it kind of does it kind of remind you of Jeremy Pruitt's first season? Where a little bit, yeah. Like the team is just it looks bad, but you see progression, even that, though they're losing. That that team actually made me a little angry because um, I saw stuff and then it just went away, and that did, that is like evidence in this year too. Because, like, we yeah. showed something against yeah. Ole Miss and Vandy. Yep. And uh, what was the other one? That tight one. I can't think of who we beat in that stretch. But we showed a lot. Of, we showed we were really good. And then we just, like, went flat against Texas yeah. A&M after, after that great, great showing at Kansas. So it all, has to, it all has to do with confidence. And I think this team, it, it, it goes back to what I've said all along. They all look around at one another and said, who's going to take the shot? And I think the players that are coming in next, the players that are coming in next season, will be will take a lot of pressure off who's going to take the shot. Yeah, I really, I really do because we got shooters coming in. We don't, we don't got freaking, you know, just players that are just. Oh, we got we got confident players coming in that the guys are that coming are in good those, shooters, those are NBA players. Those are good guys shooters who are playing the skill. Like those guys got skill out out coming out their ass. I mean, it's like yes. They're they're the guys who are going to take the ball and say, "Let me score," like which we don't have right now. That's that's the biggest issue with this team. I think we have a lot of guys who who are good basketball players, but they aren't the guys who are going to light up the scoreboard. You know, like we have a lot of good defenders, good passers, good good rebound guys. We don't have the guys that are just going to put the ball in the basket on every opportunity. That's I feel like we're missing the most in this team. Just flat yeah. out guys who are you know electric scorers, yeah. leaders. And Lamonte getting injured was what really hurt us too, because he had more yeah. confidence than anyone on this team. Mm-hmm. His his yeah. leadership is missed heavily. I can tell you that much. Exactly, and that goes back to what I was saying about Jordan Bone. If he just stayed one more season, he could have taken a yeah. lot of time to let Turner heal. Okay, yeah, and like people All were right. lighting Barnes up because he didn't recruit, and he he didn't recruit. I mean, he could have he could have done a lot more. Yeah, I'll I'll agree with that. He, there's I mean, a lot I, of swing and misses he's had. I, I, I agree with with I agree with him not recruiting as well as he should. But recruiting comes when you win. Like it's it's hard to recruit. Again, we're not a blue blood program. Uh, uh, we're, can, we're not, dude. We're not. We're know, not no, a blue. No, 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 no. I'm not saying Hell blue blood, but I, I don't think that that stopped him from recruiting. No, I I I I get that, but you see results, and he did screw up with not recruiting the way he should have recruited. Yeah. But last season, you saw what happened, and you see the recruiting class coming in. 
Winning fixes everything. Let, let me it like really does. Let me like put five things that really went south and why this team's so unproductive. Okay, let's start off last year. DJ Burns gets, gets uh, he transfers to Wofford. I, there's there's rumors around what happened there. Okay, so he's not here. Uh, Derek Walker transfers to Nebraska because I don't know. I guess I guess things weren't working out for him. Zach Evans he he decides to quit basketball. Um, even if he wasn't that good, I, that was a swing and a miss on Barnes. I'll, I'll, that was a swing and a miss. That guy never, never worked out. Uh, Jalen Johnson, he's playing right now. He's not that great. And we, that's a swing and a miss by Barnes pretty much. Uh, Kerry Blackshear, we are really hoping to get Kerry Blackshear and we just missed out and he went to Florida. If we had him, this team would look a whole lot different, uh, right now. He definitely picked the wrong school. Yeah. And, Jordan Bone and Grant Williams both left early. That was not planned. Uh, no, he, he did not, not anticipate losing all four of those guys by this point. He he really didn't see that coming. Okay, so so that happening. Jordan Bone and Grant Williams leaving early. If that happening, does that change? Like you live and you learn. So does that change the way he starts recruiting from now on? I mean, I. I don't know how much he, how much longer he's going to be here, but you live and you learn. It doesn't matter how old you are. Does that change the way he recruits? <sighs> I don't know. I mean, he's kind of he, he's got one and duns coming in. <laughs> no, I, I don't I think they're Keon gonna... and Jaden. I mean, they could be, but I've seen one and duns. So I've heard all, all this whole time. I like those guys are those guys are good, man. I'm those guys are good. <laughs> like a like I think. I I don't want to like put too much on those guys, but I think they'll be in the NBA like two years from now. Yeah, one done here, yeah. immediately go to being a somewhat productive player in the NBA. That's the kind of guys they are. Yeah, and you should be well, excited about those guys. You should yeah. be excited. Um, especially. Yeah, I agree, dude. I agree. Which is why people shouldn't put too much on this season. It yeah. sucks. One hundred percent. Yes, it sucks. It sucks. It sucks. But just wait till next year to completely judge what's going to happen with this program going forward. You can't put too much on this season. I've said it a hundred thousand times. You can't do it. You yeah. can't do it. But um, yeah, one hundred percent. You can't do one, it. This is one season. It's going to be an L, it, and it's yeah. not a complete uh, L. Like we, like the thing is, like. We're kind of we're I guess we're below average if average is like the NCAA tournament, but I mean we've had a lot worse teams. Oh yeah, yeah. We you uh you know who uh seems to be uh, looking like a good team. Who? Transition time, baby. Transition. Transition. The Battle Hawks of St. Louis. <laughs> XFL, baby. XFL. We are going to close out this show. We are a mere 55 minutes into this show, and we're going to close out with the XFL because I thoroughly enjoyed it. I know, Austin, you didn't watch much of the XFL. I, I watched a good bit. I watched the highlights from the Aaron Murray's game. I I, Aaron Murray's trash. Oh, my gosh, he's trash. That's hilarious. Yeah, I hate to see it. Yeah, I hate to see a Georgia guy suck at life in the XFL. But my, my, I've been a lifelong fan. Lifelong fan since 
since the day they started. The St. Louis Battlehawks. <laughs> Lifelong fan, buddy. Lifelong fan. They got the win over the Renegades. 15 and 9. I'm pretty excited. I'm thinking about buying some gear. I feel like I'm I should be a renegade. Sorry. A renegade fan? Uh, I like that song by Sticks. All right, so every time you say that, I just hear that. I hear the intro of that Sticks song. (laughs) Oh, mama, I'm in fear for my life from the love. Go on. (laughs) Battle Hawks are coming to kick that little ass. Oh my god, this is weird, but it's fun. It's fun. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it's fun. It's a it's fun, what's dude. A, what's there saying for the love of football? That's pretty. It's pretty sweet, man. For, yeah, exactly. For the love of football, just to watch football. It's and sweet. these are these are a lot of the same players that are in the that were in the AF. But it <laughs> it is it is so so much better and so well done. I mean, it's been one week, but you can already tell that there is more money in this than the AF. And it's it's just it's so apparent. It's so apparent. You can totally tell, and it's so well done. The broadcasting and everything. Can I can I mention one beef I have with uh, beef up, my friend? Where beef up? Where is the the southern team? You know, you put a team in Missouri and Florida, but that's not the South. I mean, you put a team in Memphis, put a team in Nashville, put a team in Atlanta, and Charlotte. Don't you you let the large segment of the country out of it? In my opinion. Well, that's Vince McMahon. You should tweet him. He had a team in Memphis last time, but yeah, we saw how saw how that went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why did Chattanooga it's... ever get anything? I mean, ah, whatever. Dude, it's Chattanooga. <laughs> I almost died in Chattanooga. Yeah, I almost died on your highway, and you want to get a team? You can't even get there without almost dying, man. He deserved one. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, man. I want to go to bro. something, man. Yeah. Well, well I, I got to drive to Knoxville. I drive to Knoxville. It's Chatt- freaking Saturday. So. Chattanooga got so boring this weekend. Where did you drive? I drove to Nashville, Tennessee. That's to see right. This that's dumbass right, guy. You, and his... That's right, you dirty <laughs> son of a bitch. You drove to Nashville. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you got so wasted yes, and lost at bowling. I did. <laughs> so Wasted. I'm, I'm so bad at bullying when you're I'm so wasted. So <laughs> you're so bad. Yeah. Because you're always drunk. Yeah. You're always drunk. Well, it's like a strategy you have of giving me like super drunk and then taking me bowling. Like why couldn't we like do the bowling <laughs> then get super drunk? Like that's that's the combo we we're looking for. I don't know because we get really drunk and then like, hey man, let's go bowling. Right, yeah. So we do. That's all. Only when I'm super drunk does bowling seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm like, I'm like all right at bowling. I'm super drunk. It's so frustrating to be like 80 points behind, basically. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you were far behind. Yeah, but far behind. But uh, will you – I know you didn't watch much of the XFL, but will you watch again? Oh, yeah. Because I, because I watched AAF like the first week and never watched it really ever again. But I'm I'm wanting to watch it again. I thought it was good. I'll watch them. Yeah, I mean it's good football. It's 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 uh you know well played. I mean I mean the yeah. talent level is not exactly that great, but it, it reminds me of college. You know, it's it's not exactly yeah. clean. It's, it's kind of sloppy. 
Speaking of college, well, it's kind of like preseason football. But speaking of college, how long before they start stealing college players early? Because the NFL, the only reason college players have to stay three years in college is because it's an NFL rule. How long before the XFL starts stealing college players early? I hope How long? Happen. I mean, oh, it's going to. Yeah. It's going 100% start happening. That's that's why the NCAA has to get their laws changed. Like, um, the state of Tennessee, I think, is already working. It's almost there, right? You heard about that? The new law to allow athlete, student athletes to be paid. So hopefully, yes. Well, the, that, the that's going and to. And the NCAA catches, gets, gets to it for exactly. the XFL. XFL. Yeah, XFL is going to start doing – They, you watch. XFL is going to start getting players from college early, and that's going to really put pressure on college football to start paying their moneymakers. There it is. That's which what's going to happen. How, how do you feel about that? Holy crap. It brings this NCAA football back on PlayStation and Xbox, so let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> I just like, want NCAA back. That's just one NCAA back. It's all, do all teams get like the same amount, or is it like? Hmm. I I do. I, I wouldn't know how. Honestly, we don't work. know, but I wouldn't even know how that works. But um, yeah. And, we'll and let's to, be we'll honest. Let's, let's be flat honest. These players are being paid. <laughs> yeah. Just on paper. Oh, well, yeah. It'll be on paper now. Yeah, and we'll get. And again, we'll get NCAA football back on Xbox or PlayStation. Yes. So I'm good. With I whatever NCAA 14. For so it's been almost uh, seven years, I guess. Yeah, yeah. You can probably see what Nike jerseys look like. Yeah, <laughs> in the video yeah. game. Yeah. Well, you know that that happens. That happens. That's. I mean, my, I still play it, but it's looking really outdated by now. And fourteen, it looked great, but now it looks kind of outdated. Yeah. But well, you need that thing to um, update the rosters and everything. Yeah, you can. You can. But and. Uh, it's been a good show. It's been a good show. We wrapped it up with XFL. We started with the Vols and Jimmy Pruitt and ended with XFL. So we started with football and ended with football. Hey, I hey, didn't get talking about hey. my shirt. Oh, go ahead. We we can we we can roll the credits now. We're we're the the show's about to end and let's just let's just roll the credits because that's what we do at the end. Yeah. Because we we, we had some people make it to the end last podcast. But I'm gonna I'm gonna put out a hundred dollars if if someone makes it to the end of this podcast and direct messages me on Twitter or wherever and you're the first one, I'll give you a hundred bucks. But if you make it here, if you make it this far, Austin, who liked your tweet on Twitter about your Joe? Jill shirt or whatever. Okay, okay. So like a popcorn I'm pop. driving back from Nashville. I slept at Rainey's place, and we, and me and my girlfriend, we uh, we're driving back from Nashville, and uh, you pass the South Pittsburgh exit, and off the South South, south Pittsburgh exit, I saw a Goodies, which is a clothing store that I didn't know was still around. <laughs> really? Like I didn't know they were still around. I hadn't seen one in forever, so I'm like, oh. Yeah, I want to throw back. I pull off and I went in there. I think they're closing down in like two months. So, um, uh-huh. And I walked around there, didn't see anything really. And then but next to it was a Goodwill. And then I, so I went to the Goodwill and I saw in the rack of shirts this very, very fine looking pinstripe Tennessee orange 
It's not bad. Down. It's not. It's not terrible. It is a it's freaking not, awesome shirt. The best shirt I've ever owned. I'm wearing. I'm wearing it right now, and I'm. No, I love it. Love it. I do love. You, I love those vintage shirts. Like I've ordered. Do you? Do you look? Do you look spectacular right now? Yes, I do. Spectacular. Yes. Unlike your bowling game, you look spectacular right now. Yes. Yes. yes it's, what uh? What happened? Uh, anyways, I put out a tweet. You know that I got it off whatever, and uh, I saw Trey Smith liked it. Yes, Trey Smith likes my shirt. I'm popular now. I'm popular. This very big man who likes to push around other big men likes my shirt. <laughs> First, you just said, uh, you know, you slept at Randy's house. Now you're talking about other men pushing around other big men. Sounds a little good. Look, okay. That's a little good. I mentioned my girlfriend stay with me, though, so that's better. Yeah, yeah I, I, I heard you slip that in. It's fine. But uh, but what was what was Sunday, man? I mean, we're in the credits right now. No one's listening to this part except for a hand select full of people. What oh, was Sunday, oh, man? Oh, oh, it was. Yeah, hang on, just just go ahead and start singing. What was Sunday? Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. you Happy go. birthday, Rainy. Happy birthday to you. That is beautiful. That is, yeah, I that know. That is sexy, sexiest, sexiest shit. <laughs> sexy as hell. Well, what a podcast, you know? Yeah. What a podcast. So, how was your birthday? I just laid around because I was so hungover from Saturday. We were. Dude, we got so, so drunk. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was yeah. drunk text, texting some women. <laughs> Actually, just a woman. And that was it. That was it. That was my night. I and then I got to see how suck how, how bad you sucked at bowling. Yeah, I, your, I got, your, I your girlfriend beat your ass too. Everyone beat your ass. Even the whole. I I, th- I think there was like a handicapped kid that beat your ass in the next lane. <laughs> hey, hey, handicap. I would say. But <laughs> I don't know. He had crutches and a broken leg and a wheelchair. I don't know. I care that game, man. And, and an inhaler. So, yeah. And braces. <laughs> and braces. <laughs> okay. What yeah, my braces. finest day? Uh, <laughs> All right. Well, well, we'll do this. We'll do this again next week. Okay. Okay. And we'll, maybe some new stories will come up. But we'll have, if they don't, we'll have a bunch of entertaining stories, some random ass entertaining stuff. But it's been, uh, it's been fun, Austin Brown. Austin Stone Cold Steve Austin Brown. I said that twice. But I'm about four beers in right now, so we're good. Been good. But it's been good in the hood, my friend. Mm-hmm. Been good in the hood. See y'all next week, you bunch of bitches. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I love you all. <laughs>